Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. Power. Grace. Wisdom. Wonder. Podcast. Is is there another word? No, I added one word. On, I I want to keep wonder in there because I thought otherwise it would not track. I was going to say, I, yeah. I figured wonder was the... That's the last one. <laughs> I don't know if you got it, but the last two words started with W's. So I on don't the even poster, remember what, what the... Wisdom, David. Very wise. So the last two words start with W, and the W's are in bigger font than the other letters. So you start to go, hmm, I'm reading this tagline. What does this remind me of? Ooh, one W... Two W's. Are we going to a website address? No third W. It is, in fact, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. I see. And I see the W's are, are bold. That's what I was saying. Right? Yeah. But also, did you see that they didn't do character posters and instead they just did like a poster for courage? Okay. You're saying that to me right now, but look at what I got right right here. Character poster, Robin Wright. Experience it in IMAX 3D with Robin Wright and a sword. And Gal Gadot and Connie Nielsen. Okay, can we, before we record this, I know we're recording now, but before we get deeper into this episode, by the way, everybody, hi, my name is Griffin. Uh, My name is David. This is a a podcast called Blank Check with Griffin David. We are hashtag the two friends. This podcast is usually comprised of miniseries. Sure. Filmographies, directors who had a massive success early on in their career, given a series of blank checks to make whatever they want. Sometimes those checks clear and sometimes David pains me to say it, but sometimes those checks bounce. Baby. But sometimes you do one-offs and we've been sort of uh, kind of quietly off to the side, building this little mini series out of one-offs. Yeah. The, the D-C-E-U. I hate that it's called that. I, don't you hate that it's called that? You have no idea how much <laughs> I hate that it's called that. It is an extended universe because they couldn't mean? call it the D-C-C-U because then it sounds like you're stuttering. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why not just call it the... D-C-U? D-C-U. Yeah, that's what they should have called it. I think they want it to sound more different than MCU. And I guess then it's just <laughs> the detective cinematic universe. Yep. Detective <laughs> Comics Universe. Right. Yeah. Why not just whatever? God. Whatever. It's called that. Yeah. And boy, I mean, if you're if you're a fan of Detective Comics, you're gonna love the detective work on display in this movie. <laughs> so we we we've been covering BVS, the famous lost episode. It was Batman versus Superman, we just decided. I think it was like I saw it. And I just said to you and Ben, no, no, you got to do We it. were definitely talking about it in the ramp up. Right. Because right, right. before you went to see it, we were like, should all three of us go together? Because I was like, this right. something, something's about to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We could see it on the horizon. We recorded an episode. It was lost. You got, you got the best parts. You got the best parts of a, then, probably our worst episode. Griffin v. David, Don Benducer. Yes. An episode in which we were supposedly going to talk about Watchmen as well. Did not and happen. then an hour in, we were like, oh, we're not going to talk about Watchmen at all. And then all of that was lost to the sands of time. But then, of course, we did Suicide Pod, for which we won our first, I think that was our first Obi, right? Mm, for Suicide Pod. Second. That was the second Obi. I forgot about that. Yeah, we did Suicide Pod. You painstakingly made avatars for all of us Very in the correct. Suicide uh squad yeah uh website yes 
and so we thought new DC EU movie at this point we've got enough horizon. of a narrative going on here our fans our blankies would want to hear us discuss the new DC EU film and at this point and there's just something about this as opposed to say your Marvel yeah. your, your manicured well made uh, sort of efficiently run correct franchise right there's just something blank checky about it yeah even though you know I mean Zack Snyder's had the blank check for the first two movies in the series, and then Suicide Squad definitely feels his kind of imprint of the visual style that sure. he established in his two movies. There is not, you know, I mean, famously, there's not a Kevin Feige figure with the same there's level of control creatively. Well, apparently now Jeff, Jeff Johns, Johns is trumpet in there, but that. he was also involved in the early movies that people didn't like, and now they're just promoting him more. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. But there's something very, like, pointed about how they've been making these movies and trying to make them stand in opposition to Marvel, which are the biggest movies and being like, Hey, you know, those things that everyone likes, let's make our own versions of that, but make them different than the things that people like about, you know what I'm saying? I do. And I think that's almost the argument for the DC universe is like, they're trying so hard not to be Marvel. Right. That there's something kind of interesting. They're in their angsty teenage phase. Right. It's like teenagers are weirdly compelling, even though they suck in their little shits. I mean, Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman are both compelling movies in in their ways. Suicide yeah. Squad is 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 tougher. It's not really compelling. It's only compelling in a way where you're like, I I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Like I put it on TV the other yeah. night, and Joanna had never seen it, and she was like, Yeah, I kind of want to keep watching, but then at a certain point, you do it sort stops, of fall yeah. off. Yeah, well, after you hit the seventeenth song, <laughs> the seventeenth needle drop. No needle drops in this movie. No, none. Helps, helps that it was before the invention of like the phonograph. Right. But uh, yeah. Um, so this movie's called Wonder Woman. Okay, so we're we're here to talk about Wonder Woman. It's the newest DCEU movie. And let's say right now we're recording a Patty this, Jenkins film. Yes, Patty Jenkins film. the sound quality of this episode. Right. We are recording this episode in David's apartment. Yes. Because right now we saw an early screening. Yes. We're recording this on May 24th. The Griffin film will not come out until the first weekend of June. All fucked up because of his schedule. My schedule is crazy. Yep. Folks, I said it once, I said it again. No one should ever make a TV show. So we dashed. Well, actually, I think the episode in which you said that is going to air after this one. Well, then here you go. Here's a preview. So we just dashed from my house to okay, dash. But actually, off. if that episode hasn't come out, then let me preface that statement a little more. Sure. Having a great time. Show's going great. I think people are going to love it. It's going to sound terrible otherwise. Show's going great. I'm really proud of it. I think the sh- I think you're all going to love it. That have been said, no one should make a TV show. Too much work. Agreed. Too much. I hate that you're making a TV work. show. You hate I'd it. rather you were just like a miserable single person doing nothing. Yeah, and I keep on telling them, I'm like, hey, can I give David some of the work? And they're like, nope, all the work for you. I don't think I would. You got to do all the work. They sound like smart people. I'm like, what I if I did I the acting? Doing any of the work? I said, what if I did the acting, but David learned my lines? And they're like, that wouldn't accomplish anything. How do you learn lines? I, uh, actually, I, seriously, because I actually don't know how people do that. Okay, at this at this point, I, know I don't know like if I want to. I don't know if I want to say this on mic because it's one of those things where you wonder if you're going to sound bad or good when you say this. Uh-huh. At this point, you're good at it. I I kind of just have it as a muscle now. Sure, that's good. Like when I used to be, oh, I'm the shitty assistant in this thing. I would like the night before take my like four lines and I would like write them over and over again on note cards until I knew them backwards and forwards right. and I knew every word and this and that. Like now I just like right before the scene, I go, okay, let me look at this again. And I like cram it in. I remember when I was learning to drive, I was so focused on shifting gears because I learned to drive on a stick. Um, And I was just like, God, I I barely know what else I'm doing. I'm so worried about just getting the gears right. 
And then, like, you just think, like, how will I ever get over? And then eventually you're like, oh, yeah. no, it's easy now. And I can, and like, to me, the idea of acting, I'm like, I would just be so obsessed with not getting the lines wrong that I can't even imagine, like, making a decision. I mean, here's my quick answer. We're not going to talk about this for 45 Let's minutes. Let's just talk about it. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, read the script when I get it, sure. absorb it, think about it a lot. I'm sorry that I asked this. It actually, no. genuinely. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> But but I have so much to do on the show. Right. Humble brag. You're the star. Humble brag. You're a star. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm in almost every scene, and I, I have a lot of dialogue, and there's a lot of complex stuff, and there's a lot of, like, um, you know, complex names and, you know, different heroes and locations and whatever. Um, so if I, like, try to load everything in in advance, my brain will just collapse. Right. So it's like, I know what we got coming up tomorrow. When we start that scene, now I'm really kind of locking into it. You do your kind of rehearsal where you're figuring out where you're going to move. And that helps me a lot. Sure. Because then I start remembering like, oh, you say this line on this step. You say that line when you Makes pick sense. up that thing. Makes sense. Blocking and, is important. Right. So then in the time between when we blocked it and then they go to light and I have some time, I, you know, kind of burrow away, stare at intensely, lock it in. Do you have sides that yeah. you like keep on you? Yeah. Okay. So I hide them in my super suit. Everybody does that, right? Most of yeah. sides. If you have costumes, you'd like put them you in your pockets. In pockets but right. I don't have pockets. So what I do is I take the zipper of my super suit and I zip it down and I hide it underneath my chest padding. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. So oh, yes, yeah, so I'm a superhero. That's the point. So I can give an extra opinion here. I hide sides on my body. Um, uh, so this is the fourth film in the DC in the DCEU, which is right. now four years old. Yes. Because they have been progressing at an extremely slow pace because they did not really know. No, Man of Steel was older than that because there was time between Man of Steel and BVS. No, and there was. I know. But I think Man of Steel was 2013. Yeah. Four years old. Oh, wow. That's what I said. Right, it's Man of oh, Steel and 2013. Oh, two last year. That's two what it was. Two years, okay. and then in 2015, sure. uh, yes. sorry, 2016, three years, right. Then right. In 2016, we get Batman vs. Superman and Suicide right. Squad. Okay. This year, we get Wonder Woman, and in November, we're going to get Justice The Justice League. Now, this felt like a real Falcon movie because, you know, uh, look, DC fanboy is going to love what they're going to love. Sure. But by and large, court of public opinion, these movies are not tremendously well-liked. No. They're they bad. make money, though. Bad reviews, bad reviews, bad but that's reviews. only because Disney's paying. Bad word of mouth. Disney pays through the nose. God, I'm so rich. Yeah. Oh, let's mention oh, uh, God, this so This episode is sponsored by Disney. Yeah, thank you, Disney. Thank you, Disney. No, no, it's actually not because we like the movie. Yeah. So I guess, like, finally, Warner Brothers outbid Disney. Yeah, that finally. Be the joke? Right. Yeah, but previously up until now, Disney's been paying for this whole podcast. This, there's so many ideas that are annoyingly prevalent, one of which is that some studio would bother to pay film critics any money to give good reviews. Yeah. They're... The whole point of their operation is to not care about us, guys. The, those people, <laughs> as you guys all, those people who know. spin their theories, they should spend one day on a set <laughs> and one day in the office of any sort of any publication or website. Right. Oh, oh, yes, yes, you know, and just be like, oh, you just realized no one knows what the fuck they're doing and no one cares. Uh, and the other thing is the idea that Wonder Woman is like not being advertised properly sure. because, like. Is Warner Brothers is sexist? Wants it to fail, or but. they spend a lot of money on the movie. They want it to make I'll money. Say, this movie looks very expensive. It's oh, I think it costs them like 
Listed budget 120, my guess is more. But So this is only the second film directed by a woman with a budget over $100 million in history. Yes, and the first is K-19, The Widowmaker. Which we'll Catherine be covering Bigelow. very soon on this we podcast. We'll be covering that very soon. some controversy because some websites list that movie's budget as 90. However, when it was made... Everyone was ballyhooing. Part of the selling point was that it cost 100 mil. Correct. And that a woman was directing it. This is the first summer tentpole movie ever directed by a woman. Yeah, that's nuts. Live Which action. Nuts because yeah. K-19, I think, was like a fall I think movie was, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's crazy. That's crazy. That's that's nuts. And that's one of the many things riding on this movie. You have a DC universe that has gotten mixed responses at best, made sure. money, but it feels like, okay, that's sort of, you're selling the product. You know, people like the characters, but at some point, are you going to lose that fan support? Will they stop showing up because fool me four times, shame on you. Oh, of course, right. right? Yeah, at a certain point, you might... You know, the wheels might come off. Right. You have the last of the real kind of hugely iconic For sure. A-list Comic superhero characters. Marvel's gotten all their huge characters. I'm not even talking about, like, you know, Thor no, and no, Iron we're Man. About we're talking the, about the, like, like, the top tier of, like, Americana. DC are Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Right. And the top, the top three, three Marvel, Marvel are, like, the X-Men, Spider-Man, and... I'd say Spider-Man, Wolverine, Hulk. Fair. I'd say those are the three biggest ones they have, right? Captain America is sort of... Was never that beloved as a no, character, but true. iconography, but think, now he's I gotten think better. Yeah. beats out the Fantastic Four, which would be, to me, the only other yeah. possible uh, argument. But this movie sure. has that weird kind of vibe that first Spider-Man, Superman, yep. Batman had, you know, prior to and even again, Ang Lee Hulk, where people were like, this is a huge character. First Superman the first is 78. Yeah. First Batman is 89. 89. Spider-Man 02. 2001? 02. And then Hulk's 03. Um, yeah, so it's it's taken this long. I mean, obviously, there have been many shots at Wonder Woman. There's mm-hmm. a TV show. There was a later recent David E. Kelly pilot. Have you ever heard about that? Starring, yes, I have. Uh, Adrian Pilecki? Adrian Pilecki, in which apparently there was a scene where she was in her pajamas, like, watching TV and eating popcorn and being like, God, I just know single guys. And, like, you know, like, that bad. It was a lawyer by day, Wonder Woman by night show, right? Was, Wasn't that the conceit? That was the idea. Yeah. It's back in the day when these shows, like, studios were still like, but what's the, like, procedural element? Yeah. Uh, Joel Silver had the rights forever at Warner's before they were trying to do this collective universe. Correct. Uh, Joss Whedon actually, got hired to make well, one in actually, 2005. Yeah. Let me actually yeah. run this down because yeah. there are some good names. Ivan Reitman. Uh, yeah. Director back of drafting. Back in the 90s, in yeah. 96. So it probably would have starred Schwarzenegger if it was it, <laughs> Reitman, right? Right. Uh, then it went to John Cohen, uh, who was doing it for... John Cohen's a screenwriter. Oh, okay. Um, he co-wrote Minority Report. Um, oh. uh, but I think he's the one who wrote the first draft sure. that Scott Frank yeah. edited. But for Joel Silver, uh, Sandra Bullock was attached. Makes sense. Uh, Angelina Jolie was considered. Makes sense. Obviously, a zillion other people were mentioned, like... Catherine Zeta-Jones, Megan Fox. Right, anyone with Rachel dark hair. Bilson, exactly. Yeah, right. Um, in 2001, Sandra Bullock said she was approached. Um, there was an actual screenplay written in 2003 by, what's it called, um, Cohen and all these other yeah. people. Then that all gets swept aside. In 2005, Mar- Warner Brothers and Silver Pictures announced Joss Whedon, the Buffy guy, he's going to write and direct you a superhero movie. I'm people being thrilled because he was writing Astonishing X-Men at the time and that book fucking ruled. So good. And there was this thing of like, why won't they let Joss Whedon make a superhero movie? Like you were reading these X-Men issues every month. It was like this big uptick in like Marvel sales. And they were like, this guy knows how to write ensemble superhero action. And 
honestly, he wrote out he on on his old fan website. We didn't yeah. ask. I remember he like I, the the thing came fell apart two years later. Yeah, he couldn't crack it. Kind he of, couldn't right. crack it, but yeah. he said that essentially he had presented them with his idea, yeah. and they were like, "We don't like it. Do right. something else." And he could just never find another way. Right. His idea, I could probably dig it up if I go looked. Yeah. Sounded pretty fun. Uh, the rumor was always he wanted Kobe Smalders. Yeah, and that's why she got the sort of. Uh, thanks for playing Maria Hill role sure. in the Avengers movies, but uh, Marina Bakar and a lot of right. his like his former collaborators, Christina Hendricks, I think, uh, Charisma Carpenter. She would have been old. I mean, there's yeah. no way she would have done. That's all bullshit. This yeah. is Wikipedia, so you know you can't. David Boreanaz, uh, sure. Then Silver buys a spec script by some other guys set during World War II. Now you know the story about this spec script, right? He liked it, but didn't want to do a period piece. Incorrect. Well, well, go ahead. What I heard happened is he didn't like the script sure but by not buying it they could sue to say that they came up with the idea to do it in world war ii if they ended up making that film so he bought the script in order to have those rights to protect himself from a future lawsuit uh-huh uh-huh because i mean look this movie ended up being set in world war ii and no one else was writing world war ii drafts right. so they had to like buy it to cover their asses but then that got a lot of news and people thought oh they're gonna make this version Right. was never the intention, is what I have understood. But this is a World War I movie, to be clear, not a World War II. Oh, yes. Sorry, yes. But yes. this script was World War II. Yes. Uh, then it bounces around. It keeps bouncing around. Paul Feig, like, pitched them hard on, like, kind of an action comedy version right. of it. Post-Bridesmaids, yeah. Which, I mean, thank, thank God that didn't happen, I guess. Yeah. I mean, no offense. You to need anybody. to make the real version before you make the... Agreed. I mean, this is the problem, and it's the problem with the David E. Kelly pilot. Right. That it's like... Just do a fucking superhero. Just it doesn't do it. have to be about like balancing life and Everyone's work. Everyone's trying to come with some sort of postmodern take. I mean, fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nicholas Winding Refn was always saying it was his dream to make a Wonder Woman movie. And he had this whole take on it where it was like, you got to make a meat and potatoes Wonder Woman movie first. We ha we're not ready yeah, to do off. a Batman Begins version Why of this. Keep on winding. <laughs> Jeez. The long and winding Refn. The long and winding Refn is right. Um, Michelle McLaren. Yes. Was then hired to direct this movie. Which they knew now we're making a DCEU and coming up nice and fast is a Wonder Woman movie. And Michelle McLaren had just directed, she directed many episodes of TV, but she had just directed Ozymandias. Yes. The sort of big, Apex. not finale episode, yes. but best received episode of Breaking Bad's final season. She was a woman. I think that Warner Brothers was very interested in hiring a woman to direct the movie, obviously. And, and it's not, you know... Let it not go unmentioned that there was a bit of a, like, okay, Marvel and DC, when is one of them Right, there's this finally, arms race where it's like, no, you haven't done one movie with a female lead. And you haven't made one movie with a female director. Right. And it's like, one of them's going to do it first. So one, Warner Bros. kind of planted their flag and was like, we're getting Wonder Woman out before Marvel makes yes. Captain Marvel, and we're going to hire a woman. Fuck you. Yeah, no, they were trying to be like, hey, it took you guys... 10 years and it's right. only take us three, whatever. Right. Like that was their whole pitch. Anyway, they hire Michelle McLaren. She eventually drops out due to quote unquote creative differences. And everyone starts pulling at their collars being like, Oh my God, like every single DC movie, this seems to happen. Like micromanage, micromanage. They yeah. They can't hold on to a director. People right. make fun of Kevin Feige or whoever, but at least yeah, like he gets the movies. Gets out. the job done. They hire Patty Jenkins. 
Patty Jenkins. And have we confirmed this? Her second film? It is her third okay. second film. It's her second film. She made the film Monster in the year 2003. She made, uh, she was the second assistant camera on A Modern Affair. That oh, that's what I was trying to remember. Tripped me up. Uh, okay. Yeah, she made Monster in 2003, basically out of nowhere. She has no other credits. Crazy. Uh, which is, a, in my opinion, we were talking about it after we saw yeah. Wonder Woman, a great movie. Yeah. A great movie. Has done a lot of TV since then. You know, directed a lot of the first season of The Killing, which people was into, which kind of got her back on short lists. Yeah, she started she getting mentioned a lot. She directed the pilot of The Killing, which got her an Emmy nomination. Right. She worked on Entourage. She worked on an Arrested Development episode. Interesting. Not one involving Charlize Theron. Yeah. But maybe that's why Charlie Theron then was maybe. then in it. Uh, she worked on the Sarah Silverman program as an actor. Weird. Weird. But the big thing was that killing then, pilot, uh, the killing pilot, which then led to her episode. getting hired to direct. Finally, a woman directing a superhero movie. It is called Thor, the dark world. That's right. And she was on that film. Natalie Portman, apparently in her contract has some level of director approval, right? Pushed really hard for Patty Jenkins. They hired her creative differences. Sure. She's out the door. Replace her with Alan Taylor. Yes. Natalie Portman was apparently very angry and that's why she's not in the new Thor movie. Any more Marvel movies ever. Ever again. <laughs> but so Patty Bye-bye. Jenkins. <laughs> Which is funny because Thor The Dark World literally ends with like, don't worry, Natalie Portman, we're going to stay together. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's and then in then Avengers 2, he's bragging about how his girlfriend's the best. He is. They have that line. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's, it's very indicative of the sad state of affairs that they're like, okay, who's the most qualified woman to direct a superhero movie? The One woman who, who got almost fired. got, which is not to say she wasn't qualified because I think she's I know, proven she's more than qualified, I know, but it's I know. like, you know, this dumb argument they always no make. The whole, there's no the whole argument is like, there's no one. There's no one who can handle this kind of thing, which is silly. Obviously. You have to take a chance on someone. But guess what? You didn't fucking know Colin Trevorrow right. could make they a blockbuster. A, wait, wait, do you have an opinion on that guy? I like him. I think he makes good movies. You know what? I just, I read the Vanity Fair Last Jedi. Piece. Sure. Okay. And you know what I found out that really, really bummed me out? What? Do you know this? No. So for episode nine, they, 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 they asked Brad Bird. I yeah. mean, they asked Brad Bird if he wanted to make Force Awakens. Right. And he said, no. I'm making Tomorrowland. And also, I guess he was just sort of like, the mojo of Star Wars is too much for me. I, I can't handle yeah. it. I think that was sort of one. But of I also them. know that he was in pre-production on Tomorrowland. Yeah. He was, was like, he was like hey, this is just not going to happen. Yeah. And he said, you know who you should check out, though, I for do a know this. movie? Colin Trevorrow. I do know this. I didn't know that. Okay, because the story is even worse than that. Well, didn't, didn't he then add and and that that Indian character in uh, Safety Not Guaranteed wasn't racist? He said that too. There, there was a. Brief- I loved it when the babysitter got murdered. <laughs> I approved of the high heel. <laughs> I'm trying to think of shit called Trevor things. Kathy Kennedy was pursuing Brad Bird really hard. He was, by all accounts... Such an obvious choice. Was all accounts the first choice and and was the guy they really wanted to get. Hire him for episode nine. Agreed. He's a technician. Agreed. He'll just take his dick out, put it on the table. You know, you're laughing, but you know it's true. Yeah. You'll just take it out. Yeah. This is a little middle-aged dick. Brad Bird. Brad, please make the Star Wars. And he said, I cannot make the Star Wars. I gotta make the Tomorrowland. Sure. And they said, please, okay, Brad, Brad. Push Tomorrowland back. Make it after Star Wars. And he right. said, I gotta make the Tomorrowland now. Because of Britt Robertson's only getting younger. <laughs> the window is limited. She's only believable as a 12-year-old yeah. for six more years. <laughs> um, so then... 
Kathy Kenny was like, what about this, though? What if you directed Tomorrowland and we had someone else prep Force Awakens? Sure. Who you hired to be like a surrogate to and prep, then and then when Tomorrowland in. ended, you jump in. Would, is there anyone you trust like this? And he said, well, there's this young guy who reminds me a lot of me. His name's Colin Trevorrow. Wow. And so she was like, okay, let me check this guy. And for a little bit, they were like trying to see if it would work. And that's when she really saw Colin Trevorrow when he was maybe kind of like. He must have been making Jurassic World. It was before that because then I think she recommended him to her husband, Frank Marshall, producer of Jurassic World. Look, all right. Look, it it sucks. It's all Brad's bird's fault. And it just makes me sad because he's one of my favorite directors. Look, the point is the audio sounds bad because we're recording at David's apartment. (laughs) Because we've seen this movie early and Ben has not. Oh boy. So we're sorry that Ben's not here. Ben's not here. Producer Ben's not here. Yeah. The Ben Deucer's not here. Oh God. Producer Ben. The Poet Laureate. Mr. Haas. The Haas. Mr. Positive. Mr. Hositive. The Peeper. The Tiebreaker. Birthday Ben Air. Finest Film Critic. The Fart Detective. The Meat Lover. Fuckmaster. It's not Professor Crispy. Seem in the streets with him, a hearty hell of fennel. He's graduated to certain titles over the course of different miniseries, such as Bruce Ben Kenobi, Kylo Ben, Ben Nachamalan, Ben Save, Benny, Save Benny King, King. Ailey Ben to the dollar sign, and Warhaws. Warhaws. And that seems to have gone over well. People like it. Very happy about that. Uh, but um, he is not here, so let's not talk about him again. Okay, so. The script's based. Uh, the script's by Alan Heinberg, who's um, a comic book writer, but also a TV writer. Started out as a TV writer, wrote for OC, then he wrote Young Avengers, which very, was a great series. A very great run he had on Young Avengers. And I'll say this: Young Avengers kind of was the forefather to a lot of what Marvel's doing now. It was the more sort of progressive, agreed, teenage yep. protagonist. Yep. No, no, no. Fun. Uh, fun. First, first, like kind of big gay couple in the Marvel universe between Hulkling and Wiccan. True. It was a great book. Um, and they cast Gal Gadot. Okay, so we need to get this out of the way. How the fuck do you say her name? I think it's Gadot. I used to always think it was Gadot because I go with French pronunciation. My mom's French. I always defer to French. But she is not French. She's not French. I was wrong. I believe it's Gal Gadot. She is Israeli. Here we go. I'm going to look it up. Gal Gadot. Okay, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gadot. And get ready, because we're going to Gal Gadot upon her. Yes, we are. Uh, she won the role over Elodie Young and Olga Kurylenko. Olga Kurylenko. Yes. yes. Uh, who, I swear to God, those two have just been head to head <laughs> for the like sort of like yeah. uh, Central Asian you know, yeah. beauty. Like, uh, how do you yeah. describe? You're she's, Asian. She's yeah. Russian. Uh, yeah. She was in like Hitman and Quantum of. She Solace. was in Quantum of Solace and uh, Max Payne. Correct. She and was I, in a lot of video games. To movies. the Wonder. <laughs> she is in To the Wonder. That's right. She's she the, won Best Supporting Twirl in that movie. She did do some twirls. Um, but anyway, Gal Gadot, who had been in the Fast and Furious franchise, so she's. One of my best friends. She plays Giselle. I love her. It was very sad when she died. One of my Spoiler favorites. alert. Agreed. I mean, four, five, six. She's terrific. one of my favorite characters in the franchise. But, I mean, I'll admit when she was cast, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. You know, she's kind of a badass in those movies, but like, can she act? Like, she was a, a foreign Mrs. Raley. 
Miss Israel. Miss Israel. Right. I'm sorry. Miss Israel. And then, yeah, audition for Quantum of Solace for the Olga Korenko part. It's true. She lost that, that casting part. director said, hey, let me throw you a little Fast and Furious That's instead. Right. That's right. Her part grows in the franchise. She forms one of the sexiest screen couples in history between her and Sung Kang as Han Solo. I hope they fucked. Oh, God. I be amazing. hope they fucked. Oh, my God. Uh, they're beautiful together. Yep. Uh, they die together. It's tragic. And then I was always like secretly kind of not secretly, but I was like a fan of hers and felt like she had, she had more than she was showing us. And then, so I was less skeptical than most people with the wonder woman thing, but probably a lot of it was my libido talking. Yeah. Your libido was talking libido. Uh, then she was in Batman versus Superman, Dawn of justice, a Zack Snyder film about Batman and Superman. But what if they fought? <laughs> for a second. Yeah. Um, what if they were kind of pissy to each other yeah. for most of the movie, then fought for a second and then forgot about it? That movie is like a prequel. It's Perfect. like an origin story about how uh, justice dawns. Exactly. And at the end of the movie, justice does dawn, but uh, also Wonder Woman's in it a little bit. A little bit. And people were like, she's the best part. And I was like, I don't even think we can judge this I yet. she's pretty... Good, I guess. She's fine. She She's sells the sort of weight of the raw. Right, I mean, like... The iconography, whatever. But it was like, I want to see her really act. I didn't feel like I really knew how she'd play the character yet. No. I it mean, feels equivalent. Have a ton to do. It feels equivalent to Hawkeye in, in Thor when he's like, I got a shot. Should I take it? I mean, it's like, a little more than that. Yeah. That, that, was, that was pushing it when they put Hawkeye in Thor. But we've seen this movie, and now... Uh, Two hours and 40 minutes into our episode, I think we can reveal... We're 28 minutes in. Oh, great. Uh, okay, so spoiler alert. We're about to talk about the movie now. Sure. Spoiler alert. Spoiler Do alert. watch out. We will actually discuss the whole movie. We'll discuss the whole movie from here on out. So go see it. Okay. Spoiler alert. It's a sequel to Unbreakable. Yeah, I knew you had to do that. Unbreakable. Um, Ben's not going to help us with that. No, absolutely He's not. not. going to be happy about this uh, shoddy quality episode. Spoiler alert. This movie rules. It's really good. It's so good. It's surprisingly good. I would say I, I was overjoyed. I did watching not think it, it was going to be no. uh, this good. Here's what I was good. hoping for: functionality. Yeah, I thought it was going to be okay. I go get, give me some competence. Right. Give me a perfunctory yeah. superhero Again, remember, origin. It's film. a low bar. We're not saying this movie's good compared to Batman versus Superman or whatever. Right. It's just a. It's a terrific superhero movie. That's the thing. Right. It's a great. It's a great little movie. I'm the, really happy about it. The DCEU produced what were probably my number one and number two least favorite movies of last year. Yeah, bad, bad. But, so the bar is very, very low. Yes. And I come to this just going, just give me something that feels like a movie. Right. That's all I ask for is make it play like a movie. And then I just every 15 minutes I was like, is this getting great? I mean, and it just yeah. kept on getting greater. And I got this feeling uh, in your libido, in my libido. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, I I got the kind of sugar rush at moments of this movie that yeah. I think you and I agree we haven't felt since like Raimi Spider Man. There's something about how sort of streamlined, straight down the middle. They know they're dealing with an important character. It's about heroism. It's about heroism. It's about the concept therein. Heroism. It's and God damn it, she's a fucking hero. She's like great. the way they present this character. You're like, yeah, this is why superheroes are important. Whether or not sure. you love this movie, right. this movie makes an argument for why superheroes exist, why we need that mythology, why we want to believe in people who have not only infinite power, but also a sense of ethics and morality and obligation, you know, to humanity. Right. And it's, it's pretty touching. Uh, Gal Gadot, though. Gal Gadot, though. 
Good dote. I just found out that she was offered a role in Man of Steel, but declined it because she was pregnant at the time. I think it would have been the uh, the Ayat. Oh yeah, the 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 villain. What's her name? Ayat Zatura. Is that her name? No, but now I'm realizing. I think she plays the mom, right? I don't know. Whatever the villain lady, Fiora is the character's name. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know that. that I have no idea. I suck that you pulled that. I did, and I can pull some bullshit. It is Fiora, right? Yeah, uh, it is Fiora who. <laughs> played by Ante Trauer. Oh, right, it's Ante. Yeah, I <laughs> oh, always oh, confuse Ante. Alia Zora and Ante Trauer. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I guess she was offered that role, didn't take it because she was pregnant. Good call. Good call. Uh, instead got to be Wonder Woman. Yeah. And she's a goddamn delight. Yeah, I mean, this really is kind of like a Star is Born performance. Now, the thing I said to you the, the second the lights came up, was she might get kind of fucked by how good she is in this sure, role. Sure, you were comparing her to Christopher Reeve It might. Superman. She owns this so well, and this role is so much bigger than, than most characters that people have to play in sure. terms of the cultural import that she might have a tough time not being Wonder Woman for the rest of her life. But guess what? She's a fucking great Wonder Woman, and hopefully they let her be Wonder Woman for decades. Yeah, I mean, I hope there's more Wonder Woman movies. Yeah. She signed a three-picture deal, so she yeah. has... Well, actually, actually, they're going to need to renegotiate with her. All yeah. right. Well, Let's make that a 15-picture deal because this is the only character i want to see in Chill movies now. out i mean i'm just happy they made a good movie Me too. i mean it's, it's a good movie and uh it's nice so movie uh, starts it's good it's and good it's also nice how it's good yeah let's talk about we're two friends we're gonna talk about the movie Wonder it's Woman. time to talk about the good movie ww baby <laughs> ww dot good movie yeah dot com <laughs> for a four error yeah. <laughs> it doesn't lead anywhere yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starts off in um uh what the hell is it called back again? Up, back up, okay. back up. You're already going too far. Movie starts, Warner Brothers logo. Oh, but what are they playing? They're not playing as time goes oh, by. They're Lord. playing <laughs> And already you're like, oh right, fuck. That's what they established as the Wonder Woman theme. Am I gonna have to hear that riff for the entire movie? I think they only use that riff twice. Uh I only remember it twice. Yeah, definitely. They don't use it much. It's because that's a Hans Zimmer riff and they yeah. there's a different composer on this movie. He's doing What's something. His name? Rupert Gregson Williams, who's doing yeah. more of a sort of, you know, grand orchestral, not like Hans Zimmer being like, right. let me fuck with my synthesizers and do weird stuff. And I'll say this, you know, not I like Hans Zimmer. Yeah. There, there's like the not theme. like an iconic theme in this movie, but I like the score a lot. I thought it was a nice kind of sweeping totally orchestral fine. old Hollywood score. Yeah, there's the logo and then there's the DC logo where it's like it's trying to do the Marvel oh, yeah. logo but it's like Superman, Batman, it's a bunch Green of like Lantern, Cyborg, colored silhouettes <laughs> and then they back out and you're like is Constantine there? What's Detective Chimp doing? I got to say the Marvel logo though, I think the last time I saw yeah. what was the last Marvel movie? Uh Guardians of the Galaxy. Two. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Uh Nice Space Friends again. Nice Space Friends again. And another you know, joke that will be made in the next episode. Right. And that logo has gotten insane. They Jesus are Christ. pushing it where they're like, da, da, da. <laughs> you know, like they're just like, they're all here. You need to put Falcon what's, in this, yeah, really? What's the fanfare? It's like uh, I don't even remember what like the theme is. Is it the Avengers theme? No, it's a it's a new theme they right. created. God, it's so. I think they got Giacchino. The Sure, that sounds right, actually. He did it To for do them. the fanfare. Oh, but this TV thing, yeah, whatever. And yeah, like Captain America like throws a shield at you and you're like, yeah. fuck, I can just give me the movie. And you're like, how many more letters do I have to go? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, I will say that for DC. They only have to get through two letters. That's true. Uh, okay, so then the movie starts. And uh, she, you're true. It does then start. Starts in Paris. She's working at the Louvre. 
Yeah, she's. Uh, I was like, I almost leaned over you and said, "This is a Da Vinci Code scene yeah, right, right here," but then I didn't because I, I we were just crowded screening and yeah. I want to be an asshole. Yeah, and there's right. a guy behind me who kept going. Yeah, he kept on doing that, and the guy next to me kept on falling asleep, and then he'd wake up and laugh. <laughs> what? I didn't yeah. know that. That's yeah, crazy. he'd like fall asleep, and then the audience would laugh at a joke, and he'd wake up <laughs> and keep laughing. <laughs> Chris Pine, because he didn't want to seem like he didn't get the joke. Um. So the movie does begin in the Louvre. She's chilling out. She's and sort of like an art historian, it seems like. That's her cover, right? I guess so. She's got a sort of room full of antiquities, that's yes. for sure. She's got a room of wonders. She's, she's gorgeous. She's got some high heels, you know, yes. well-dressed. But this is the kind of patina we've seen her in in BVS. True. Okay. Wayne, International lady of mystery. Yes. Wayne Enterprises truck backs up. Package comes out. People carry it over. She opens it up. Lucite case. Oh, like, you know what? I forgot about all this, and I remember that I was like, oh, "Here we go. Right. It's gonna be." Because like, started, I was like, oh, "It's gonna be a fucking hollow call from Bruce Wayne," right. and like Ben Affleck, like three vodkas in, is gonna be like, "Oh, uh, right. Uh, what, what's this for? A video game?" Like yeah. for, for the listener at home, it's like B roll from Jersey Girl. For the listener at home, during David's impression of Ben Affleck, he would not stop tugging at his collar. <laughs> It really made the, the impression he sing. Like, took a drag of his vape pen, and then, <laughs> and then they rolled camera. I played six hands of Texas Hold'em. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben Affleck. I love you. I, I hope that you figure it out, whatever it is that's clearly weighing on you, but it clearly is weighing on you. I'll tell you what's weighing on him. He's got to catch the Joker. <laughs> Joker is out there, David. The Joker's out there, up to no good. He's got to catch Slipknot. I'm trying to think of the people. Kid. People ask Ben Affleck why he looks so so down on his luck right now. It's because he's got the fiercest rogues gallery out there. March Harriet, the Riddler, Penguin, Grundy. <laughs> Let's go. Born on a Monday. <laughs> Let's go deep, Calendar Man. Catherine King. I would love it if they just rebooted Batman or if like Affleck, it turned out Affleck quit because he yeah. was like, it's calendar man or nothing. <laughs> and they were like, we can't do calendar man. Don't you want yeah. like Catwoman? He's yeah. like, no. Yeah. Here's the deal. <laughs> I'm only in if Humpty Dumpty's the main antagonist. King Tut. <laughs> What's another dumb Batman villain? There's so many. Bookworm. <laughs> Uh, none of those characters boy, are in this boy. movie. So she gets a case and you're like, what fucking Affleck bullshit is this going to be? And what is it? Oh, it's the photograph that he sent her the, the, in the BVS or whatever. So right yes. now we're overlapping with BVS. Right. And this was something that happened in BVS and it's right. He digs up this photo and you're like, is that Chris? Pine? Right. <laughs> oh, I guess they cast him in that movie. Right. Because she said, I'm looking for a photo of my grandmother. Right. And he finds it and is like, that's not no grandmother. That's you. You've been alive for decades. Right. He sends her an email. And you aren't aging. So he sends an email. He's like, what the fuck's going on? Sends her this letter. Sends her this letter that's Hope you like, find what you're found your for. picture. Would right. love to hear the story sometime. So dot, dot, dot. presumably this one movie takes place before she reunites at the end I guess so. of BVS to fight Doomsday and then the, form the, the Justice the, League. The, the, the timeline of all that. Who cares? Don't have to really worry about it because once she looks at the photo, fade in, and now, boom, we're in the movie. Guess what? Leave all that fucking DCEU stuff behind because now... Never comes back. Yeah. Never. Yeah, we're not even re-entering America in, in the entire span the of entire this movie. The entire movie is set in either Themyscira... A uh, mysterious Brigadoon type island that men cannot find unless they happen to land on it. <laughs> and uh, the well, London and Paris, France, France yes, yes. you know, like uh, the, the front. Yes, the World front. War One. The front. Um, 
here's the thing I immediately love in this movie. Sure. We start with Lil Wonder Woman. Uh, did they dig up a cutie for this little boy? What the fuck? This girl is like clowning. Cutie's She's patootie. adorable. And it reminds She's like, me. I want to be Wonder Woman. <laughs> her mom's like, no, 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 no. But immediately there's like this emotional pull uh, to Emily it. Carey is her name. This girl is cutie just, uh, very cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is the trick that uh, Disney uses. British actress. Ooh. Oh, this is the thing I really like about the movie. Yes. They reverse engineered everyone else to sound like Gal Gadot. Yeah, they did. Everyone so else is doing a Gal Gadot Everyone accent. on the island has this sort of vague, like, sort of pan-European, like, right. sort of Israeli accent a little bit. But that's, oh, let's note this before we get further into the eye of the film. Gal Gadot, Israeli. Israeli. Right? Correct. As a citizen of Israel, everyone must serve their time yes, in the military. Yes, she served in the military. She was a Mossad agent. Nice. Which is badass. Yes. Cutie patootie girl. And they're so cute. They're Diana. From, yes. Uh, the princess of this, of Themyscira. Of Themyscira. Uh, you've yeah. got her mom is played by Colin, Connie Nielsen. Hippo- Hippolyta. We're going to miss Hippolyta. Hippolyta. Her mom is that person. Uh, uh, Nicole Kidman almost played this role and, and ended up Connie instead Nielsen. taking the role of Big Little Lives. Aquaman's mother. What? You don't know that? No. She's playing Mom Quaman. Uh, Aquaman. Boy. She doesn't look anything like fucking Jason Momoa. Are you kidding four me? times spitting image. <laughs> <laughs> they got the exact same body type. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I take it all back. Has she gained a hundred pounds of muscle? Did she do that? I think Willem Dafoe's the dad and Nicole Kidman's the mom. Willem Dafoe's the dad is fine, although I mean, is there a superhero franchise he's not in at this point? Anyway. Yeah. Uh the tech. Well, get him on board. I'll announce this. Willem Dafoe is going to play my love interest in season two. <laughs> um, so. And then we got Robin Wright, who's Robin like Wright the plays fucking Arlie Ermy of the island. And Tiope. And Tiope. Her aunt. Yeah, she's the aunt. Hippolyta's sister. She's got a cool scar. Yeah. She's pretty great, actually. pretty fucking awesome. She's actually true. I'm actually just thinking about it now because we just saw the movie. Yeah. She's pretty great. She's not in much of it, which is why we forgot until now. Right. Robin Wright's terrific. She's really good. Love Robin Wright. I almost wish she played. I mean, cutting off. Now, there's something I want to say about this movie. Yeah. The setup of this movie is exactly the same as Moana. Okay, this is what I was getting to. I was saying they, they pull from the Disney playbook. Yes. But it's also not just Moana. There's a lot of Moana here. Sure. But that's... Like, I wanted Hippolyta to say consider the coconut. <laughs> that would have been good. It's been six months since you first made that joke. Consider the coconut. <laughs> Dude, I know joke at least once a week. Remember that you call that song Consider the Coconut and laugh out loud. And it's usually like in public, she on public could, transportation, could. in the middle of a take. Please, please. Yeah, Consider laugh. the coconut. Oh my God. Consider its leaves. Can I tell you something? I tried to watch Mordecai too. They made it a second Mordecai? Because <laughs> remember you confessed to me that you had tried to Couldn't watch it. it yeah. and, and, you know, we obviously, we, I'm right. thinking about this because right. we, we'd like to have a good laugh about the movie Mordecai's <laughs> existence. Guys, David and I, we love to have a laugh about <laughs> Mordecai. So I, as a joke, saw it was on Hulu. Yes, that's where I tried to watch it. Ten minutes I yeah. made it in. yeah. It's rough. It really is. It's rough. You know, like the saltine challenge. I think, yeah, where you're like, how hard can this be? <laughs> Mordecai is the modern day saltine Mordecai challenge. Mordecai is one of two movies that I've turned off like 
20 minutes in recently. The other okay. one was Babylon AD, which was on HBO. Oh, the Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel movie, movie directed right. by Matthew Kesselvies? I put it on. I was like, come on. How is this bad? Yeah. It's from a, the director of La A. <laughs> yeah. It stars my boy Vin Diesel. Your toy it's maker bomb friend from movie. Munich. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was like, come on. This has to, there has to be something It's like here. Children of Men with Vin Diesel. Yeah, kind of. But yeah. set in like Kazakhstan. <laughs> it's so hard to watch. We, we talked to about one whoever wrote the AV Club review for Babylon AD has uh-huh. one of my favorite put downs in history. What's that? Which is like, you know, mysterious loner. And that's his in parentheses played by Vin Diesel, who for our younger readers was briefly a movie star in the early 2000s. It's rough. That was 2008. And they were like, that was, his, that was his bottom out. Let's put the dirt on top of the grave. And then Did came back, wrong. baby. Gal Gadot helped him. Gal Gadot. To tie it back to this movie. Gal Gadot. No. Um, okay. So. A lot of these Disney movies, the Disney princess films, use the, hey, opening section, first 10 minutes. Sure. Little baby version of our character. Cute. Very cute. Very likable. There's a reason babies look so cute. So wolves don't eat them. And it works on audiences, too. Sure. We're the audiences of the wolves. Right. Right. And we're like just sitting there with our arms crossed going, I'm not going to like this movie. And then a little cute toddler comes up and you go, okay. Ah, she's all right. And if you have a toddler at the beginning of the movie kind of express their wants and desires... And when you cut to them as a grown up, you're like, oh, but I see that little kid who yeah, wants their dreams. Right. So it's the Frozen thing. It's sure. the Moana thing. Sure. It's Many the Tangled thing. But I mean, just the, the Moana thing, oh, yeah. because it's also an island. Yes. And also she's the heir to the island. And also they're like, you shouldn't leave. We know you want to leave. You shouldn't yeah. leave. We know you want to. And though. she's also constantly considering coconuts. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. She's got a little pig named Pua and a dumb rooster named Hi Hi. Uh, right. Uh, so, um, Early on, she's like, I want to be a warrior because everyone here is a warrior. island, Amazonian warriors, and they're training all of them constantly. And they're all constantly like, they have like arrows, they have swords, they're on horses. They're doing cool shit. And her mom is like, dude, you're a kid. Don't you want to not be a warrior for a while before war? Yeah. You experience the the horrors of war? Yeah. And she just keeps on wanting to get Fuck no. Yeah. So her, she's she like, let it. me explain to you a little origin story. Right. This is the shoe leather part of the movie where we go to. They open up a painting. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. They got it out of the way. Cool little painting version yeah. of a origin story. I mean, look, they got they set all this up a lot better than the first Thor movie. Yes, that's true. I think it's all well realized. I, I like mean, the sense the island feels like an actual lived in place. Yep. The fighting, the training you see, it's like. That's just genuinely very physically impressive stuff. The costumes are gorgeous. All the armor is like fucking amazing. Yep. And then they open up this painting and she's like, let me tell you the story. She goes, I don't want you to fight because you're my daughter. You're the only child we have on the island. Do you know how much I wanted you? Right. I went I to Zeus. You so much that I made a I made clay. you out of clay and I asked Zeus to turn your life. She goes, I know, Mom. You told Jeez. me this story. I know that Zeus like shot lightning at some clay and made me. God, yeah. boring. And then she's like, let me tell you a story. And she unfurls a painting and they dive in the painting. You get a CGI thing where they go, you know. Here, I'm going to lay it out. I'll do it. I can do cool. it. Okay. Zeus created man. Correct. Gods grew envious of man. Mm-hmm. Ares. Because we rule. Yeah, because we're so great. Ares, the son of Zeus and the god of war. Mm-hmm. Uh, hates him so much that he infects man with war and you know whatever fighting the badness. original disease um and uh so zeus creates the amazons yeah to calm us down i guess by being so hot protect us i don't know oh, oh, oh the, the idea was that they rebel. that men men will will follow what the amazons say to do that they're so beautiful that if the amazons are like don't war like then we'll be like okay but no, then, not our words this is verbatim the script yeah of but Wonder then the Woman. 
Amazon's sort of basically unionized. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, rebel against this purpose. And they're like, okay, term number one, we want an island. Yeah. Term number two, island's invisible. <laughs> so Zeus is like, fine. I yeah. mean, we don't really see what the negotiations yeah. were like there. But then uh, things get bad. Uh, so Ares rebels, goes after all the gods, almost takes down Zeus. Yeah. Zeus kills him. They think. They think. And Zeus is like, fuck, that was bad. Let me make a weapon for the uh, Amazons. The god killer. Anytime uh, Ares comes back. The god killer. So this whole time, all the women are kind of like, well, you know, Robin Wright's like, look, Ares might come back. Let's train nonstop. Connie Nielsen, who I got to say, does not seem like a particularly competent queen, keeps being like... But counterpoint, what if he doesn't? I wanted Robin like Wright like, to play the queen as well. Yes. Yeah, 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 she's yeah, just yeah. like, but maybe not. But what if I don't want to think about it? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. no. So we all know Ari's maybe alive, but what Ares. this book presupposes is maybe he's not. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, we get, we, so we just have a nice little adolescence. You know, she starts to train. She grows up. She turns Diana's into like, what's the God killer? And she's like this sword. That sword Bye. over there. Yeah. It's in a tower. And then she's and, a grown up. Right. And guess she who shows up? Oh, well, well, as a teenager, I'm sorry. As a teenager, she's like, please, please. And Connie Nielsen says, fine, sister, you can train her, but you got to train her harder than anyone else. Yeah, look, it's a rapid montage. It, it's fine. Right. But if you're sending her into battle, you got to make her the best of us. And then you see this final training thing. She's now full Gal Gadot and she's fucking kicking ass. She's unbelievable. Yep. And they're attacking her and Robin Wright's got her and she clangs her bracelets together. Oh my God, tidal wave. Yeah, there's like a weird sound boom or sonic boom or something. And everyone's, out of her like bracelets. Terrified. everyone's like, oh. I've never seen that before. I, I'll admit the movie's kind of like, yeah, don't worry about it. But this is almost like the frozen, like the ice moment where it's right. like, ooh, too much power? Is it. People scared. And Connie Nielsen's like she doesn't know. Like, yeah. what have I exposed her to? But Whatever. I, I like that Whatever. this opening chunk of the movie is very Disney princess, where it it's is. just like this girl who dreams of something bigger, has this sense of heroism in her heart, wants the chance to fight. But then my other favorite thing about it is apparently she's read every book in existence. She knows everything. But like, it's not like we see her doing that. But it's just like she's read all the books. Because you expect like, okay, set up this movie culture clash comedy where she doesn't know anything. She exactly. knows everything. That's, she just acts weird. That's what I think is why it works. I think so there's too. a lot of needles this movie has to thread, and yeah. that's one of them, and that's why it works. Because yeah, it's getting a lot of fun out of oh culture clash like right she doesn't know what she's doing in the real world but it's not that she's stupid or no. innocent no she's just almost like a giant nerd who never left home yes like and so she just doesn't get some things about sort of social graces i mean basically the things she doesn't understand are the stupid things humans do right like get married yeah. or like have dances and or also, wear like, weird uh, clothes also don't carry a shield around all the time exactly don't have shield and sword in case you need to fucking fight someone but i do love this is like a very dorky performance and playing a character this iconic, you know, and a but character not like quote unquote sweetly dorky or quote no. unquote like, you know, whatever. Like, but it's very uh, genuine. Pixie nerd. No, girl, no, no, no. Know, it's like, a very genuine focused kind of performance. But the thing even this early in the movie I was amazed by was like they're having her laugh a lot. Yeah, and Wonder fun. Woman is often presented as this very kind of stern, well, she's, stoic, she's a goddess, goddess, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is like this this character Diana just loves this shit. She wants to be doing it so badly, and when she's testing her strength and all of this, she's giggling all the time, right? Because it's it's thrilling to her. And they don't make this character stayed. You know, they don't burden Gal Gadot or the film with sort of you need the iconic hero right. shots. They let her function as like a real person, a weird person. She's weird. A weird god person, but a real person who, when something cool happens, enjoys it. Oh, I just remembered the dick joke. 
that's so good. So Chris Pine, Chris Pine shows up. She's staying on the beach. She's looking at the yeah. horizon. Oh, Jesus. Classic Disney right. moment. And then what comes out of the sky? A plane. A biplane? Who's in the plane? Chris Pine. Chris Pine plane? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She rescues him. He's the first boy she's ever seen. And boy, what a cutie. He's a... Look... So we just got to do five minutes on Pine. Yeah. Pine's the best. He's the best. He's great in this movie. This guy rules. He fucking rocks in this movie. It's almost unfortunate that he's so good, but he is. Yeah. Because you almost want Wonder Woman to have an absolutely anonymous love interest. Right. <laughs> but he's fantastic. Right. And he doesn't overshadow her because she fucking no, owns no. this movie. They do a great job, I think, balancing the two. But, of them, but, but they really, just, yeah. It's just good Pine. I mean, it's like Star it, Trek Pine. It's great. Than like Jack Ryan, like Greenwood Pine. Yeah. He went down in the middle of the forest. He chopped down the tallest pine tree they had. It's very true. He's got an incredible mouth, beautiful lips. Yeah, and apparently above average dick. I mean, no spoilers yet. Well, we're spoiling the movie. Okay, the movie says he has above average average dick. dick. It is canonical within the film Wonder Woman. the second superhero movie of 2017 to discuss uh, one of the characters' penises. Captain Underpants was the first one? No, Kurt Russell's character in Guardians 2. I know, but that was a good joke. Yeah, it was a good joke. Thank you. One comedy point. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> no, David, thank, thank you. Thank you for the point. Uh, thank you for telling me the joke was good after I asked <laughs> you to tell me that the joke was good. <laughs> Look. Pine shows up. He just whips his dick out and just went, no, no. I mean, he's, he's like, what is this island? A British I was American just, spy. Right. And uh, immediately, Connie Nielsen's like, oh, no. Boy, oh, boy. Men are bad. They bring war. These people are well, awful. There's a whole battle sequence we should mention. All these Germans come in and discover But I feel this- like she starts saying bad shit even before. What, in the seconds before She's the like, Germans I don't like, arrive? get him out of here. Yeah, get him out of here. So. Throw him back. Right. Then yeah, you see on the other side of the invisible wall, they're all searching for him. And they Jesus, touch their hand to the thing. break the movie down this much? Because the island is hidden. It's it important. is hidden, Yes. Like Brigadoon. <laughs> like Brigadoon, but you and could so just now, sail into it. Now all of them come in. Yeah, and there's a pretty cool battle sequence between the Amazon warriors and these gun-wielding Germans. Right, and it's scary. They've never seen bullets it is. before. It's fucking good, actually. I think it's a great People sequence. People are getting shot with bullets. It's pretty Diana organic. can throw up her bracelets, yep. and the bullets bounce off of them, and that pretty is cool, cool baby. It is cool. Like it. Gonna go buy me some of those bracelets now. That's weird. Don't do that. Gonna do it. <laughs> Wonder Woman... No, it's just a nice sequence. You feel like, yeah, like you say, there's some something uh, under threat. And Robin Wright gets killed. She does. And it hurts. We haven't been with her for that long. It hurts, this, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the power of casting good actors in small parts. For sure. Robin Wright's only been on screen for like I mean, we should minutes. say all these women are just on screen for this first act. Yeah. Yeah. Like Connie doesn't come back. Yeah. It's like, no, oh, look, here are a bunch of women over 50 playing substantial True. roles. You're right. How old is Connie Nielsen, do you think? I guess 50. 51. And Robin Wright, 52. 51. Wow. <laughs> and Connie Nielsen, you know, acted alongside your co-star Valerie Curry in season two of The Follower. I didn't know that. You should ask her about it. Uh, I always think that Connie Nielsen is uh, Mrs. Calloway and Rushmore. Oh, yeah, she is. That's right. Mom. Every time I rewatch Rushmore, I go, oh, right. When she was just starting to pop over to America. Pre-Gladiator. She is, of course, a Danish actress. She's a Danish actress. (laughs) Yeah, she was in Gladiator. Uh, She was in One Hour Photo. Mission to Mars. Yes, that's right. Mission to Mars. The Ice Harvest, which you've always said is good. Good movie. Nymphomaniac. Oh, yeah. 
Good actress. Plays apparently, she's going to be in Justice League. So that's cool. Oh, that's cool. I have to go back to the island. Uh, yeah, we have to go back. We have um, to go back. Yeah, Hippolyta is there. Yeah, so anyway, Pine's here. Robin Wright dies. Big dick. And she says the thing about the god killer, and it goes, what, what? And she passes away. Yeah, I think she sort of says to her, like, you got to be the god killer. Get the god killer. And you think she's talking about the sword. Right. Spoiler alert. Wonder Woman's the god killer, baby. It's not the sword. It's it's unbreakable. Unbreakable. Actually, the sword's very breakable. Yeah. It is broken. Very quickly. Yeah, yeah, almost immediately. Um. So now... Wonder Woman goes to her mom. Here's what I like the most. What? There's, well, for one, there's the one scene where she talks to Chris Pine about his watch and his member. Oh, let's talk about this scene in depth. So, uh, yeah, he's got an average, uh, above average penis. He's taking a bath. She comes in. Yeah, he stands well, out. Well, he stands up, and then they look at each other, and there's this long kind of silent thing where it's cutting back and forth between the two of them and their eye lines and whatever. Yeah. And she goes, so are, are you an example of an average male? And it, she says, are you an average example of your sex? Okay. And he says, I... He, it was a long pause. Long pause. And he says, I would say I'm actually above average. Damn right he does. And then she looks down and she goes, what's that thing? And he looks straight down at his wiener and he says, that's... Uh, He's very funny. That's... um. Oh, you're talking about my watch. He doesn't say it like that. He literally just says, that's, oh, that's a watch. Like, that's it's perfect. But there's a moment. He's so good at the comedy. So good. Here's the thing I like about Chris Pine. He literally plays this role. This is why I liked it. Yeah. As the female sidekick yes. slash love interest of so many of these movies. Yeah. He's kind of nervous, talks a lot, is constantly frustrated with her. And is sort of like, won't you just do this rational thing that I want you to yeah. do? Like, it's sort of always trying to, like, pull the hero you know, back onto the sort of boring path, you know, and the hero's like, I'm a superhero. I can handle this. Like, don't worry about it. Chris Pine is my favorite of the Chris's. Mine too. And here's what I like about him a lot. Uh, though I have a real soft spot for Hemsworth, who I feel like is a very undervalued Chris. Sure. I just think Pine's like a five tool player. To me, it's Pine, Hemsworth, Evans, Pratt. Yep. I stand by that. I'd have to think about it. Yep. I just know yep. Pine is head and shoulders my favorite. Sure. And this thing Love I like him. about him, the thing I like about him is we've talked a lot on the show about like very handsome actors, some of our favorite boys like Colin Farrell, yeah. who are pushed into being leading men, but they're really character actors and they're only comfortable if they're playing oddballs. Right. Right? Not so with Chris Pine as well. And then there are people like Tom Cruise who are good at playing the normal guy. Court. Well, this, the movie. You know what I'm saying, right? The conventional hero, what have you. Chris Pine has this weird, like, Kurt Russell power where yes. he's able to put Kurt Russell-esque around it, you know? He plays your straight, square-jawed hero. He plays your Captain Kirk. Right, and he's handsome, and he's got blue eyes, you know? But it always feels sort like he's a little knowing, like he's trying to subvert the tropes, even just in his weird line readings or his weird mannerisms. Yep. He's, he still lets you get the heroism you want. Right. He lets himself be a movie star. Sure. But he's always thrown it a little off rhythm. There's a little odd music, a little odd dancing around it. Yep. And in this scene, it's like already the way he's acting intimidated by Wonder Woman is very similar to Natalie Portman gushing over Thor in the first Thor. Right. You know, once again, improved upon the dynamics in Thor. Agreed. But it is, he is kind of fangirling He's out like, about Jesus, her. Jesus, you're amazing. Amazing. Please tell me you're asking about my penis. Oh no, it's my it's watch. It's my watch. It tells but, time, And I like way. that this movie's making some body jokes early on. He tells me too. the watch, because what's that for? It tells time. 
you know? And she goes, what would you need that for? And he goes, to know when to eat, when to work, when to this. It's like, you let a watch tell you what to do? Yeah. I'm an Amazon. Right. And uh, he's kind of in love with her immediately from this moment. It's like, this she's is incredible. The, the strongest minded, purest human being. And she saved his life. And right. she seems to know what's up. Anyway, so she wh- goes, what's going on? He goes, I'm going to battlefield, this and that. Here's this war. What war? The worst war. Yes. He tells her about World War One, and she decides this is Ares is doing. Right. He has returned. And I have to stop him. I'm going to disobey my mother, much like Moana did her father. Yes, but here's what I like. Agreed. So she goes, she starts testing out her powers. You see her climbing the rock wall, this fun scene where she's smiling. Then she takes the sword. She takes the shield. And then you see in the reflection the armor. The lasso. The lasso lasso of truth. Oh, right, which they used on Chris Pine. And we've established that's a a great scene. scene. And that's a scene where you see why he's a fucking good actor. Because he's got to deliver a lot of exposition about who he is. But he never stops playing the lasso hurts. I agree. It's a good scene. A lot of actors would drop the no, lasso. No, I agree. Hurts. I agree. Because uh, now it's getting wordy. I'm just going to forget to play the Yeah, thing. you're right. Um, but the lasso burns a little, but it makes people tell the truth. It does. She gets all the stuff. Then you see in the reflection, oh, shit, that's the Wonder Woman armor. You think we're about to reveal her in Wonder Woman armor. No, she's put on a big black coat. She has. And you don't see it for like another hour. They you don't keep, see her until the big hero which reveal. Which is great. It's great. Which is great because when you see her in the armor, it really fucking counts. So now she's got this big black coat on and she's going to go out in the middle of the night in her sailboat with Chris Pine. But then what happens, David? Your favorite thing in the movie? I mean, I guess so. It's just that I love that Hippolyta just comes out and says, I get it. I know you got it. You got to go. You're grown up. I get it. Be careful out there. I love you. Rather than like a whole sequence where she like escapes and it's like her defying. You know, I just like that. They're like, no, look, they get it. Like she knows. Yes. It's good. That's all. Uh, That's all I have to say about the whole movie. Goodbye. Robert, (laughs) David has dropped the mic on the table. I won't do it. It'll make a noise. Yeah, it's David's own mic, so he doesn't want to damage it. I don't want to do it. Uh, she sails away. Yeah, and there, oh, there's so many cute bits on the sailboat. A lot of bits. Okay. So this, some great bits. This movie has some great bits. Yeah. I was giggling a lot, and it's a great kind of movie giggle where, like, I'm giggling because... You're, you're happy. It's funny, but I'm them. also just so overjoyed by everything. And so yeah. This movie is... Charming. I, don't, I can't believe that you deigned to do that. It's but, so embarrassing. But this is the moment where it I really kind of went like, God, their chemistry is so good together. And the relationship is so cute mm-hmm. because it's like, A, it's this inverse power dynamic, which we never see in movies where it's just sure. like, this guy is so in awe of this woman. Right, right. And not in this weird, like, coveting her kind of like, oh, homina, homina, homina. Wait, but he's no. just like, God, this is an impressive person. And then so she's like, wait, you don't want to sleep with me? And he's she lights like, on the bed and he goes over to the corner of the boat and hides behind a rope. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, my culture, yeah, it yeah, means something. You know, this usually it's impolite if you're right. not, you know, to assume. And she goes, so you don't want to. And she's like, what's marriage? And he's like, you go before a judge and say you'll obey and love and honor. And she's like, does that work? And he's like, not really. And most of the time, no. And yeah. then she's like, so, oh, she figures it out. She's like, oh, you mean like the pleasure of the flesh? Yeah, I know all about that. And he's like, oh. And she's like, yeah, I mean, our scholars have decided doesn't matter right i read 12 volumes on that right they said you know i know everything about it at this point he invites her she invites him over to sleep next to her so they're lying next to each other faces really close together having this awkward conversation talking around the abstract concept of sex sure and, and he, she's just like oh yeah no i'm from an island of women we just realized like you don't need men for well, any kind of pleasure he says can i read those books and she said you won't like them right we realize men aren't good for pleasure. And he goes like, well, that's not true. Not always true. And then they just lie fully clothed next to each other on a boat. Show sleeping. up in London. Well, well, hold on, hold on. I just want to say fully clothed, sleeping 
on a boat, non-sexually, my number one sexual fantasy. Go on. You're disgusting. I hope to never have sex with you. I want a Wonder Woman so badly. <laughs> I want to find my Steve Trevor. Uh, Steve and Wonder Trevor. Woman on a boat. Uh, um, such a okay. cutie. So now they land in London, England. London. BFG. BFG. Did you, did you listen back to the episode? I did. I was so a good amused every time I said that. I'm sure other people were <laughs> No, it was actually really good. BFG. Now, David, let me ask you. Have you ever been to London? Uh, yeah, I grew up there. Really? Yeah, ages of, from the age of 9 to 22. You should talk about this on the podcast sometimes. 2008, I lived in London, England. So how would you compare this depiction of London to where you grew up? Uh, well, uh, it's said about 100 years right. earlier. Okay. So it's a little uh, smoky. Sure. A lot of factory and coal fires and all that stuff. We see an escape artist on a street corner. We see a man in chains in a street jacket trying to hot. free himself of chains. In the 19-teens. Harry and, uh, Houdini style. You've got the... You, you, we go under Tower Bridge. Um, David, when you lived in London, think. when you lived in London, were there any Wonder Women? <laughs> <laughs> No, um, uh, you left too soon, I guess. I guess so, or too or got there late. too late. Got there too I don't late. know. Yes, well, I don't know. no. The only woman they meet is Lucy Davis oh, of the, the Office Davis. fame, Dawn from the Office, as Etta Candy. Is that? A, see, I'm not actually very good on Wonder Woman. I have never read a Wonder Woman comic in my life. I've read some, but not much. I've read yes, comics. She she's is, in. Yes, she she is, is a character. She's a character, Steve. commonly the best friend of Wonder Woman. Okay, Steve yes. Trevor's secretary, but very quickly starts to align herself with Wonder Woman because she's like this person's. Right. Great. This woman now, has similar views. I'll admit, when I saw the trailer, yeah. there was like some bit where she's like, I wouldn't mind a bit of fisticuffs if it comes to it. And I was like, fuck, uh, fuck this joke. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. But in the Christ. movie, it works. In the movie, it's fine. I mean, yeah. but in general, also the movie has been fun up till then. Right. You know, rather than it's not There's like Lucy momentum. Davis like falls through a wall and is right. like, ah! You know, like yeah. it's good. Yeah. But uh, I remember when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh my God. But isn't that, doesn't that joke happen in the context of like, you know, wouldn't mind a bit of fisticuffs, although we should get the right to vote first? Like, there's, it's sure she's sexualized some something larger. Yeah. yeah. She says, like, we don't, women don't really fight. We use our integrity, which is how we'll get the vote. Yes. Right, like right, that. right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, She's funny. But then they take her around. They got to try to teach her how they to sort of around. fit into society. But look, what I like is they don't do too much. No, they do like five it, minutes. It They're fun turn five into minutes. into some like comedy of manners where Wonder Woman has to go to a wedding and no. like she accidentally like, you know, whatever. But there's there's a fun sequence where cake, they bring her to like. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a good bit. Yeah. She, like someone throws the bouquet and she's like, no, I don't know. Like whatever. Well, and the thing I love is they don't just make her best. Like she does have this childlike like joy and curiosity God, about it. The everything. thing where she sees a baby and she's like a baby because there are no babies on yeah, her Steve island. Trevor's like that one ain't made out of clay. <laughs> well, oh, we're, he means it's made out of jism. <laughs> we're getting close to my favorite moment in the entire movie, which, which I'll get to. I'll tell movie. you in a second. But there's this now this clothing montage where they try to put an they, outfit they on they her, try and dress her up because she looks crazy. Yeah, she's got they a want her inconspicuous. Uh, and so they and put they, all these outfits on her. And she's like, I can't kick oh, in this. This is the best moment of the I movie. I can't punch in this. Right. So she can't deal with this dress. She can't deal with this corset. Yada yada. Yada. Right. She's and generally, again, one of the things I enjoy is that she's always just, she's like, why the fuck do you do this thing? Yeah. It seems stupid. That's counterintuitive. And, then, and no one ever has an explanation past like, well, that's what, just what we do. She's very practical. She doesn't understand right. these sort of like social mores. Like right. they don't make any sense to her. Why not do the thing that 
that makes the most sense. Right. I want to kill Ares. Let me kill Ares. Yeah, she's like, Ares has started the war. Let's just go to right. Ares if right now. If there's a war going on, that's what Ares does. Let me find him, him, kill him. Right. And Sutra's like, it's complicated. They're like treaties. And yeah, he's like, thing. what are you talking about? There's Trying like 400 surrenders. miles of front. Yeah. And she's like, let me just it get there. It should be said, this is at the end of World War One. Yeah. World War One is drawing to a close in this movie. Right. England's negotiating, like, uh, surrenders. Yes. The and armistice. Yes. Um, but she gets out, and now she's got the right suit. She's got kind of this. She like, looks fantastic. She looks phenomenal. She's got this black coat to the floor and this hat. And, these, and a blazer. Yeah. And she's got, like, a kind of a reasonable skirt on where she still has leg flexibility and all this. She's not wearing pants? I, maybe she's wearing pants. I can't remember. But, we um, just saw it. Yeah, we just saw the movie. Uh, and I'm, yeah, uh, we said this to uh, your girlfriend Joanna when she was when we were talking to her before we started recording. No spoilers to tell her what we thought of the movie. True. And I said it was one of those movies, and this is the the best compliment I can give to a movie like this. One of those movies where, well, while I was watching it, I kept on thinking, man, I can't wait to watch this again. Yeah. No. Like it wasn't even over yet, and I was like, I'm gonna have fun watching the scene a second time. So, what's your favorite part? Well, it's not the one you think. I'm gonna say, what but is that's it? my second favorite part. What? They put the outfit on her. Right. And, and Chris Pine's like, you were supposed to make her look instant because she's gorgeous. This is the right. most incredible person I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. I'm in love with her. I'm in love with her. I'm in love with her. Right. Uh, above average penis. Right. And then Lucy Davis puts glasses on her. Right. Or, or Chris Pine does. And she goes like, are you kidding? What, what do you, what, you think now glasses? No one's going to notice that she's the most beautiful woman that's <laughs> ever existed. A little Clark Kent joke there. It's a little Clark Kent joke. Yeah. What, glasses are going to cover anything else? Is that your favorite bit? No. Okay. So they get out of there. They go and meet with David Thewlis. Yes. Who is a man who's trying to stop the war. He loves peace. Sir Patrick Morgan. Peace loving Patrick. Yes. And he's clearly a guy Steve Trevor respects. And Steve Trevor's going like, look. Trevor, by the way, has the reason he crashed his plane is oh, he's he, a spy. He took, he's a spy and he took this oh my God, book of believe- poisons from Wait the poison. We're we gonna haven't get even to- talked about my favorite character We're in the film. We're going to get to Dr. Poison in a second. Because uh, Dr. Poison's my favorite character. Uh, so he um, this is the point where we should talk about Dr. Poison because he goes to David Thewlis and goes look I'm a spy here's the information I got this guy Ludendorff his name is Ludendorff General Eric Ludendorff played by Danny Houston correct and every time he showed up on screen David leaned over to me and said is he a bad guy yes that was my bit the joke is you cast Danny Houston movie it's telegraphed that he's a bad guy and everything he does on screen is very very evil uh he's also a German general so I guess that's 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 a bad sign he's huffing super drugs and saying evil thing right so the idea is that he is um fuck uh Jesus uh Aries right She's like, this must be Aries. And disguise. you see him huffing the drugs and his face glows. His face and you're gets like, weird. oh, he's Aries. He's Aries. But anyway. She's got, he's got this assistant. Or not even. He's got. He's got a, a poison maker. An associate. A Elena mad scientist. Anaya. Elena Anaya. Is that her name? Elena Anaya. Yes. From The Skin I Live In. A great actress. Uh, she was also in. Uh, what else has she been in? Not I think much. she's been in some of the Almodovar movies. Right? Another, was she in the, the I'm So Excited? The big thing is she was the lead in yeah, the, I the guess Skin I Love yeah, no, She's no, great in that sure. movie. Yeah, yeah she, I mean, she's in a lot of Spanish movies. I know she's, she's in, the, in The Land of Women, the Adam Brody movie. Oh, I know she's in that. Oh, that's a rough one. Thank you. I agree. Um, You're welcome. She plays a character named Dr. Poison. Dr. Poison has a segmented mask on her face because she burned off some of her face with poison. And that's because she makes poison. She's the doctor of the poison. Yeah, and it's a subtle performance, but she is a villain in the film. 
She is a bad person. She's one of the film's villains. She's one of the people you don't like because they're not good. You might be able to tell by her name, which is, to reiterate, Dr. Poison. Yes, and the ceramic mask she has on her burned up face. Right. It's like, it's like, uh, what's his name? Jack Houston's mask in Boardwalk Empire, except if it had more pieces. And was a little less sort of creepy and like soul shaking. No fake eye, but she's got fake nose. She's got a fake side of her mouth, fake cheek. And she loves poison. You see her making poison, and she she really it doesn't seem like it's like oh, another day at the office. She loves making poison. She, she just wants to make. You poison. see a lot of her giggling. She's she's like full on glee at the poison. They she try makes. a poison that seems fairly effective, but they're not into it. She cares about the work so much. But she's then, like not good enough. Then she's like, oh, what if I made this poison? Hydrogen and it like dissolves a face. It would be it, the, even gas masks wouldn't be able to protect you from so this poison. What's your point? About your favorite scene in Doctor involving David Thewlis and so, Sir Patrick Morgan. It's not. It's the scene right after this. Okay. They, they present this they information, go, information. We need to go get this. We guy. have to go. We have to bomb the lab where they're making the poison because if it gets up in the air and they drop it, everyone's fucked. Right. And he, he, they're like, no, no, peace, no more war. Good guys, bad guys. Everyone's gonna die if they drop this. What's your favorite bit? And Wonder Woman's like, take me with you. I need to get to Ares. And he's like, okay, I'll take you with me and they go to the train station and when they're getting on the train he goes do you want an ice cream and this is a good good moment buys her this is the moment where i just was like i mean i think someone's just going ice cream ice cream and she's right. like he's like you want ice cream here's an ice cream and he yeah. hands her an ice cream and she takes a long lick sort of, of this like, vanilla cone doesn't know how to deal with it but then she eats it and and he's walking ahead he right. doesn't have time to focus on this and he she turns to him and he goes turns to the ice cream sailor i send her yeah. Know, turns to pine pine he chases yeah. she chases after pine after she's had her first real taste of mm-hmm. ice cream she goes oh it's just wonderful right but then she turns to the ice cream vendor and says you must be very proud yeah. or something like that and it's so charming oh my god it's adorable she man. just is the she's she loves great the world she loves life she loves joy sure she loves fighting but she also loves ice cream right. and she's so pure but i think it's not being a simple what you're getting at here exactly is that it is not doing what the snyder movies did yes with superman and batman which is make them tortured by their heroism make them like alien and right. removed from the world and like hateful almost and dark or doing what thor does where it's like well he's stupid because he doesn't understand the complexities of things well, sure. a lot of the marvel heroes start out as overly arrogant yeah i mean the fun of thor is essentially that he's a viking right so he's like bring me a horse yeah, yeah. i mean he's funny too he's not dissimilar from wonder woman but you're right she's more she's delighted. a good person and you know what it's the same thing i said i liked about moana which is moana is moana isn't- the The thing i like that both of these movies do Uh is consider the coconut they do consider Uh, it the other thing i like that both these movies do beginning of moana uh, i think our people need this on the island and her dad's like no and it's not like Coraline where it's like, I'm a bratty kid. I have to go on an adventure. And then I learned that I was wrong. And I should have listened to my dad all along. Yeah, Coraline's different. Coraline's about growing up. Like, I know. I know they're different movies. different way. Yeah. I know they're different yeah, movies. Okay, okay. What I'm saying is the thing that Moana and Wonder Woman both do is have these central characters who really fantasize about being able to help other people. 
Yes. It's not selfish. It's right. I want to help my people. Help. I want to protect people. Her heart like aches literally for right. for the humans she keeps right. seeing who look sad. Innately heroic. She can't believe how sad things when are. When she goes and sees world. yeah, she cannot believe it and she wants to help everybody. Right. She's so driven by genuine passion Whereas and Frank empathy. Keeps being like well, like, yeah, I mean, like, hopefully we're going to help people. It's a war. Like, it's we complicated. We've got a lot of things stuff. to do. Everything right. that's time. And she wants to stop and, and tend after every person. And yeah, both Moana and Wonder Woman are stories of women learning how to become the most effective heroes they can be. Not learning how to care, you know? Agreed. Which I love. So. And then, she loves ice cream. Then, she thinks it's just wonderful. It's great. It's a great movie star moment. And then it is a great moment. And then Pine's like, fine, you know what? Fuck those guys. I'm going to lie. And she's like, you're lying. Oh, my yeah. God. Because she she doesn't really get that either. And then and then uh, she's like, if you're lying to him, then why should I believe you? And he ties the lasso of truth to his own arm. And he says, we're all probably going to die. Why am I doing this? this? is a terrible idea, which is very cute. Yeah. And then he assembles a team. OK, we got a nice little skeleton to. crew. You love this team. Uh, it would. Is there was there a, a bad thing in this team? No, this team is great because a lot of these movies you you establish a team like the Howling Commandos and Captain I was America. About to say Captain America, I like seeing like David Luke and Neil McDonough, but Dum Dum Dugan rules. But then it's like, who the fuck anything. are these? They got that French rat guy. Who are yeah, these other characters? They don't do anything. They don't do anything. In this one, you got three guys. You got you and Bremner. Also known as Spudzy from Train Spotting. Spud in Train Spotting. He plays uh, an expert marksman who is also a drunk. Yes, he plays uh, Charlie. Yes. Uh, he's a man yeah. clearly haunted by the amount of people he's killed. Who deals with it by drinking and singing. Right. He's great and lovely. Lovely. And I like him. I like him too. He's a nice friend. Uh, there's Saeed Tagmahui. Is that how you say sure. his name? He's got a tough name to, to uh, pronounce. I apologize to him. He's French. I believe he plays Tunnel Rat in G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. I, I had no idea. I, I mean, believe the character he plays is named Tunnel Rat. I mean, I first heard of him in Hideous Kinky oh, yes. back in the day, which yes. I believe he is the love interest in. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's been in so many things. He's in a lot of he TV was on Lost. shows. Yeah. He was on Lost, a fairly Caesar, a fairly boring role. Uh, anyway, he's just been around. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays Samir, who is the best. He wants, My number one character. He wants to be an actor, but as he, he says, he was born the wrong color, and so instead he must become a fighter. He's a master of disguise. He is. Secret agent. Yeah. He's goddamn hilarious. He he loves Gal Gadot. All about her. She is. Because he's saying, I won't shit. go on this mission, and then she's like, I'm coming. He's like, I'm coming too, in more ways than one. He luckily, does not say that, because that would He be does. Gross. That's verbatim. That's and a line from the movie. the movie. He delivers it the exact same way. He goes, <laughs> I'm coming too, in more ways than one. <laughs> he turns into like a weird Pacino impression. Yeah, hey, everybody, look at me. <laughs> Oorah! I'm coming in more ways than one. Uh, and Every then, time I think I'm out, they come me back in. This is the worst thing you've ever done. I'm out, Pacino! <laughs> Roger! Roger! What's he up to recently? Pacino? Yeah. Uh, Danny Collins? Great. Uh, and then there's Eugene Braverock. Chief. As Chief. Uh, he knows the so land. A weapons dealer. He's a weapons dealer. He knows the He's land. He's just kind of a fun guy to have around. I don't know how else to put it. He just sort of, I guess the idea yeah. with him is because there's this early moment where she's like, why do you traffic on both sides of this? Why are you a war profiteer? Right. And he's like, last war killed my people. So I'm just trying to stay alive. And she says, who and killed, who your, killed people? your people? And he points at Chris Pine. He's like, his people. And it's just like, I feel like we're just throwing her into this thing where like, she, you know, she's like, why are 
Why does everyone hate each other? Stupid. Yeah. You're man. Like you are the the Zeus's creation. Why don't you just love like you were supposed to? This movie also does, I think, just the right amount of people telling Wonder Woman she can't do stuff because she's a woman. Sure. Like we haven't talked about this much because it happens just in enough moments. That it's hard to remember all of them. When she goes and they're arguing, David Thewlis and her guys, and they go, what is a woman doing here speaking oh, here? Oh, fiddlesticks. Right, all this stuff. <laughs> and she just has this, like, she doesn't understand uh, prejudice. Right. Like, she doesn't no. understand why. Of course, because she's If you want to be an actor, been... why does it matter if you're not white? Right, if she I doesn't understand this... sexism because, right. Uh, yeah. Right. It's not a thing on an all-women island. Right. And she she starts to have to become more and more empowered because she realizes people aren't going to take her seriously as much. But it's it's just kind of a quiet through line throughout the movie. It never stops being an issue, mm-hmm. but it never becomes the entire story. Now, honestly, once all this has happened, yeah. even though there's still a lot of movie left, I'd say there's probably an hour more movie. Yeah. There's actually nothing much more. To this the is movie. when sort of just becomes an action movie. And we've had some good fight scenes up until now. A little bit of fight scenes, but then there's just a lot of sustained. They arrive on the front. There's a whole scene on the front that we will cover. Mm-hmm. And then they cross the, you know, into German lines. And then there's just a whole long set piece behind German lines. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, there's a the behind German lines. There's a party sequence and a sort of big battle. Sure. But it's pretty fluid, pretty connected. Yeah. There's not really much more plot. And happily yeah. for Marvel, there isn't. I mean, happily comparing it to like Marvel or yeah. whatever. It's not like she has to get the orb of Jim. The orb of Jim. Put it into the throne of Namibia or whatever. You know, just it's just she wants to kill Ares. You and I disagree marginally on the effectiveness of the ending. But what I like about it is uh, in terms of visually what's being represented, it's a little samey with a lot of the stuff we see. It feels like, oh, it's glowing orbs and big explosions and all this. But it feels very focused where it's like. She's fighting one person, and that fight is philosophical. Agreed. It's a no, foregone conclusion. I don't mind the the import or whatever sure. the narrative purpose. You're just saying the literally the visual. A little boring. Right. I mean, look, the action in this movie is mostly fine to good. I, I think the movie has a good look. It's yeah. colorful. It's clear. It's not Snydery. Like it's doing its own. I'll thing. say this too for like Patty Jenkins, who's coming from Monster and TV. Sure. This is a complicated movie. A lot of pieces, a lot of scale, a lot of sets, a lot of actors, sure. a lot of stunts, a lot of effects. Yep. There is a real intentionality to this film. Yeah. It reminds me of, you know, an earlier kind of like Amblin 90s level of blockbuster filmmaking where it was like every piece is put in there very purposefully mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and every line sets up a joke or it sets up a plot point and there are nice I mean there are shots where they kind of hold for a moment and you see there's a shot I love where uh, uh, Danny Houston gasses uh, a bunch of his uh, uh, fellow generals fellow generals yeah um, and, and he leaves a gas mask right and she goes Dr. Poison says they won't know and he goes they won't know that right (laughs) you see them all insides and David said is that a bad guy Danny Houston plays a villain and then they're all scrambling for the gas mask and then it cuts to Dr. Poison and she's looking through a window watching them die and running her hand along the cracks and is like Okay, that's this character. She loves watching terrible things yes, happen. She's bad. It's not, not good. It's not subtlety in terms of characterization, but it's subtlety in terms of like giving everyone a yes. kind of full sense of existence. I agree. Here's my complaint. Yeah. It's just, you know, some of that speed ramping. I, I, that's my only complaint, actually. Yeah. I think that 
action sequences are Speed pretty ramping, well. Speed ramping, to be clear, is the, it's the Zack Snyder loves it, the thing where it sort of slows, it slows down. And it speeds up in this. I don't give down. a shit about that. I've never thought it looked cool, and I don't like it when it happens in this. It doesn't take me out of it's it. It's an easy thing to criticize because I feel like now everyone knows what it is because they like to make right. fun of Zack Snyder movies. But when you see it in this movie, it just usually doesn't really seem unnecessary. And especially because even though she's super powerful, she is kind of a ground level fighter. It's yeah. not like what's going on is crazy enough that you need to slow it down in order to track visually what's happening. No, I mean, her power is she can jump. Yep. Uh, she can deflect bullets with her cool bracelets, mm-hmm, which she's I'm going to buy at Toys R Us. Yeah. Got a shield. She's uh-huh. got a sword. Yeah. She's got a lasso. She's that very she strong. Zips around. Yeah. She's strong. That's that. I love that the lasso looked like a cartoon, too. That too. It looked like Cowboy Curtis's lasso. It did lasso. not look as good, in my opinion, as Yondu's awesome... Yeah, which looks the ...whistling best. arrow and the whole sequence where he kills all the people in Guardians and you can see the neon trail it yeah. leaves. That's wonderful. Yondu, though. Yondu, though. Yondu is not in Wonder Woman. It's a different movie, guys. Chill out. I kept on waiting every scene for Yondu to show I know. up. Well, it was because in every scene, uh, Wonder Woman says, where's Yondu? But he never shows up. Doesn't it suck that Yondu isn't in most movies? He should be in, like, every movie. Every movie. Like, forget Paris. Put him in that one. More like, remember Yondu. <laughs> I was trying to think of the most irrelevant movie ever made, and I came up with Forget Paris. <laughs> is that the the Gina Coppola movie? Eleanor Coppola movie? No, you're th- is that the Billy Crystal, yes, Deborah Winger that's, that's movie? That's the one. The, Billy Crystal, Deborah Winger, 1995, directed by Billy Crystal. Yeah. As he, where he plays an NBA referee. Anyway. Uh, I'm, they talked about that movie a lot. Joe Montaigne is in that movie. They talk about Forget Paris in Wonder Woman. A lot. Yeah. No, they talk about Forget Paris a lot in Inside the Actor Studio, the Billy <laughs> Crystal episode. Oh, sure. And it just feels like Billy Crystal was like, can we please talk about Forget Paris as much as we talk about when Harry met Sally and try to make it seem like they're of equal accomplishment? Mr. Saturday Night's pretty good. He's talked about that a lot, too. Yeah. All right. Well, Old Billy. He's had a weird career. Blank check about him? You want to yeah. do it? How many movies did he direct in total? 61, Forget Paris, Mr. Saturday Night. Let me see if there's any others. Before we say anything else, I have to know. Okay, let's just hold, hold. He's direct, has hold. seven directing credits. Here what? they are. Okay. Likely Stories Volume 3, what? Segment Split Decision. I don't know what that okay. is. Yeah, not, TV. doesn't count. Not real. Uh, the original Comic Relief Special. Okay. No, I'm I'm going through them all. Yeah, yeah. We're we're not going to. I know. This. I know. Uh, I'm going to go through all of. Okay, them. but but while you're doing this, Billy this Crystal is what I'm going to do. Colon, don't get me started. The Billy Crystal special. <laughs> Billy Crystal, don't get me started. The Lost Minutes. <laughs> Mr. Saturday Night. Forget Paris. Sixty one. <laughs> all right, that's enough about Billy Paris. Okay, Billy uh, Paris. Billy Crystal. Yeah, Billy Crystal. Yondu though. Um, um, th- but- there are some a thing I think Patty Jenkins does very well in this film, mm-hmm. and it also you know comes down to the scripting. Sure, credit Alan Heisenberg or whatever. Alan Heisenberg. Okay, that was close. Zack Snyder has a story credit, as DCU bros like to tell us yeah. over and over again. Oh, they'll tell us. So how dare we not give Zack Snyder credit for the first good movie in this fucking franchise? Sure. Um, the thing uh, I think this movie does really well. And at times it reminded me, it's not at this level, but it's like the thing everyone goes, oh, I want to make a movie like Indiana Jones, but they don't get this, is that the action sequences need to have story beats and character beats within them. It can't just be punch, 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 whether it's a joke, whether it's a bit of development or a realization that reveals something about who they are. Sure. And there are these great moments. There's one where they're in a back alley and a bunch of guys, spies who have come after them start shooting at Chris Pine (laughs) and he goes, get back. And, and when they she shoot, takes care of it, it yes. hits her bullet. Nevertheless, she persisted. This is what a feminist looks like. Yes, it's a great female. scene. But he catches the bullet in his hands, <laughs> and it's hot. And then he puts together what it's happened. Very funny. It's scene. really funny. And the, so throughout good. the movie, they keep on having these moments. The there there is a straightforwardness, a crispness 
minus the speed ramping to how the actual physical fights play out, which right. I really liked. Sure. It's good. I like this movie a lot. And then it. they get to the line, the front. Yes. And immediately some poor woman to Wonder Woman is like, help us, please. They've taken our village. And she's like, we have to help them. They've taken the village. And Chris help. Pine's like, we got to go like a mile that way down the front. And then we're going to find a secret way and across. She's getting like spine. so upset. And she's like, fuck that. He's like, you don't understand. He's like, we can't handle this. And he's like, she's like, well, I can handle it. And then she finally reveals the costume. It's unbelievable. I mean, I'm getting chills the actually just right now. It's very nice. For I think that's when they do the theme. You mm-hmm. haven't seen her Wonder Woman armor now she's in the front line everyone's like what the fuck yeah and you go pov of a bullet flying towards her and she just fucking wonder woman's that shit um so that's a cool scene where they get across it rules they get to a little town um they take out a sniper she like throws herself at a church and knocks it out yeah they take like the hood of a car and they use it as a springboard for her to jump and she uses herself it's cool that's cool cool stuff happens then she dances with chris pine and they fuck Okay, so do you think they fully fuck? Yeah. David's being gross. He's making a gross face. I'd fuck him. I would fuck him too. Uh, no, no, they they kiss. I think after they, they dance, made love. <laughs> gross. <laughs> uh, and they go to bed. But you just her dance, and it's really sweet. And they talk about humanity and it's how great it's adorable. It is. She's the, the snow for the. They first talk time. about how good the movie is. They talk, they're like this movie's going really well. Right? <laughs> Very great job. I think people were hoping it'd be like a six at a best, but we're actually like teasing like with eight, an eight. Nine, I think it's yeah. like an eight or a nine. <laughs> Um, there's that moment where she sees the snow and no, it's, it's just like she moment. just loves the world she good wants moment. to save us she's wonder woman she is wonder woman they also never say wonder woman the entire movie that's true it's i was great. waiting for the dumb I joke was, where uh, they were gonna go like was well, some kind of you're a wonder, wonder woman yeah, what a wonder it is to see a woman yeah. in parliament yeah. like a wonder some... comma woman yes uh never say it name's diana that. she's the princess no but then all they... they do is talk about yondu yeah <laughs> We we haven't been mentioning enough. It's crazy. When they assemble the team, she's like, like, but is Yandu part of the team? <laughs> and then you and Bramner's like, where's Yandu? I couldn't. Yeah. Hello, Yandu. And then Chris Pine's like, he's in space. Yeah. I told you. God. Yandu. Yeah, it's a weird deal they cut where they were like, we'll share one character. <laughs> Yandu. It's Yandu. Um, and then there's the closing sequence, which is the castle the the sort of i was really worried the party yeah. scene was going to be big me too because like you know again like dress he pretends to be a german soldier you're, you're gonna get make the like you know the lady action movie be about her putting on a dress and like right. dancing her way but, to the, but no it's immediate it's like it's like and the, again it's mostly her being like all your spy shit's stupid i just want to stab aries in the right. heart and she dances with him <laughs> and she has this weird interrogation conversation where she feels like he admits that he's aries she only wears the dress with for like Danny six Houston, minutes and they clear. get to sell that toy of her in the dress sure right and then she confronts danny houston and he's like who are you and then sniffs his like steroids he's got glow face going he's got glow i mean that's stupid or whatever it doesn't matter then she stabs him through the heart and i was very pleased because i was like there's 20 minutes left this movie thank god danny houston wasn't the lead villain you were overjoyed because i was also when it was announced i was like fucking Danny Houston? You didn't telegraph it that much? He's so washed up. Like, that's your villain? But the movie was playing a trick on us. They knew we were going to think that, so we'd keep our eye off of the ball. Sure. They prestiged us, if you will. I guess so. They pulled a prestige, David. Right. And it turns out the villain who just shows up. David Thewlis. Is Thewlis. (laughs) Thewlis himself. 
And like really all they had was him or Lucy Davis. Like it's not like someone else was gonna be like, it is I Everyone else had more than five lines over the course of the movie. And so Thulis is like, I'm Ares, the god of war, and that's why I'm pushing for peace. Doesn't actually make sense. Don't think about it. But he also says, like, his main thing is when I first saw you, I was like, I'm gonna fucking kill you right now. But then I was like, wait a second, no. Let her go on this dumb mission. Let her get on the battlefront and see see how horrible humans are. And you'll agree with me, these people fucking suck let's wipe them out and she has a sort of like crisis of faith but right before this right before this she has her kind of tearful goodbye with chris pine they have a really big argument that cuts off a little bit premature right yep um a scene that's really good and here's a patty jenkins touch i loved go ahead just the amount of space she gives to performance in this movie he's giving this long monologue about how it doesn't work and she's going like but that's not we have to save people and he's saying like maybe i suck too i don't know we're not all as good as you Right. We're just trying to do our job. Right. You know? I know, I know. And in the middle of a take, he brushes the hair off of his forehead. I know. And I thought that was really interesting because he does that. Because you're watching it and his hair's kind of dangling low. You can tell he's frustrated by it. And then he just does it. And A, it says a lot about him as an actor that he was like. He dares do it. Right. And B, that Patty Jenkins chose that take because it's the most human. It's a great take, and it's a good thing where he is, he is frustrated by her because he knows he's not as good as her. He knows he's like, not as good as her. And he's just a spy who, like, has to sort of wheedle and lie his way through life. And, and they don't overblow this, but they had that line earlier where she goes, so why why are you a spy? And he goes, well, I realize you could either do nothing or you could do something. And I, I already tried, tried nothing. To. Right. And so it's like this guy who has this weird kind of regret about inactivity in the past. And then they split up. She's kind of angry at him because she doesn't understand. Right. And then she kills Ares because her whole thing, he's like, no, we got to deal with this poison cash. And he's like, if I kill Ares, everything's solved. She stabs Danny Houston through the heart. Nothing happens. David Thula shows up and is like, don't you get how bad humans are now? Right. And it also says you are the God killer. It's not the weapon. It's you. You're the one who's supposed to kill me. Okay. But the thing, the thing that makes her realize that she has to pick humans Sure. Is that while the Danny Houston fight's going on, side mission with our boys, Yeah, they're realizing, okay, the plane is loaded up with Dr. Poison's There's Poison's a plane juice. with poison, yeah, poison plane. We can't shoot the plane One down. could call it a poison plane. One could call it a poison plane. I mean, if one were so inclined. He realizes, I gotta get behind the wheel of this plane. Right, he asks if Yondu's available. And Yondu is Still like, in space. Still in space. <laughs> he has to get behind Pine's the like, plane. like, I gotta get in this plane, I gotta fly it into the sky so that no one dies. Yes, classic right and she sees this and freaks out she sees him getting on the plane no it's out. a very nice scene so it's in the middle of the aries right, fight right her ears are ringing he yeah. comes up to her talks to her gives her his watch she doesn't hear anything yeah. he says because your ears are ringing and i was kind of a, like stunned by the scene because i'm like it's obvious chris pine's gonna die yeah and i'm like are they really sending him off with that like yeah. is it supposed to just be like we get it here's his hero's death and so she's in the middle of this fight with aries by the way david thulis uses telekinesis to make an armor out of airplane detritus i don't know i'm totally fine with all this it's david fine. was a lot more annoyed than i, I was. mean i'm not annoyed by it but i'm just sort of like it it's a little perfunctory it's a little perfunctory. It's kind of like, say, Bridges and Iron Man, where you're like, yeah. someone's got to be a villain at the end of this thing. It does feel like it, but it feels thematically tied it's because fine. the fight it's is fine. over. Do humans deserve our protection or I not? I agree. And then in the middle of this fight, as she's sort of, whatever, as she's beaten down, right? As right. she's like, oh God, am I going to lose this fight? Is this she, even worth it? She looks up in the sky and she sees the plane explode. Yeah. 
Yes. You have a moment with Chris Pine where he's sitting, standing there. In I this believe moment, she's pinned in that seat. Yes. In that yeah, moment, she's yes. stuck in like a weird metal yes, corset. Yes, 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 yes. And Chris Pine is in the plane. Great scene. Thinks of her. Oh, God, and they hold oh, on. they hold on him for a while. Here's the thing. This, this is why really this shows. movie is good. Gal Gadot and Chris Pine, two actors who really know how to own a close-up. I totally agree. Right? This is a great close-up the, movie. The, the close-up with him at, when he kills himself is, is, is extremely good. And they hold And I then mean, they it's cut maybe away minute, before he honestly. fires the weapon. You see him there. He sees it's the trajectory. Probably 30 seconds. He looks it feels back, like a long time. He loads time. his gun. He's going to shoot it. He looks forward. He thinks about her. He, he laughs. smiles. He, he laughs. laughs. Then he closes his eyes and he comes to terms with it and he shoots back. It's fucking good. And the plane explodes. And he saves everybody. And, and he's she dead. sees that. He's dead. This isn't some fucking No, no, no. He's bullshit. dead. This isn't Nick Fury. He's dead. is dead. And she realizes he did it. He wasn't just talk. He wasn't just lying. He did the thing. He sacrificed his life to save other people. And she says that on my island, the captains would do anything to protect their people. Yeah, she said this earlier. She's alarmed at the generals. We would die for them, right, our right, generals. Right, right. And so she sees, yes. It's great. It's Maybe good. And then, good. of course, After he said, I'm not good. I'm not good. He didn't try to play the hero, but she sees his actions speak louder than words. And then she, yeah, she, she blows Ares up. She like stabs him. But then when did you have the flashback to what Chris Pine said to her? I think it's there or right after. I mean, yeah. it's whatever. It's what happened. And he it's just so good. He says, I love you. Mm, gives her the watch. Doesn't give her that dick, though. He doesn't. Would have been. Would have been. Well, but nice. see. Would have been polite. So you think they fucked on that night? I don't know. I think they did hand stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying they're two hot people. Let I agree. Fuck. I think they did hand stuff. They're Let like, we'll have time to fuck. do the rest of it later. Let's leave a little tension. Maybe. I think they did a lot of hand stuff. You said that almost angrily. Yeah. <laughs> I think they did a lot of hand stuff. Um, and then that's the movie. Yeah. And then it cuts back. And we remember, oh, what right. This was a memory like, play. No, yeah. here's the one thing I, we forgot. What? Dr. Poison. Yeah. Oh. Is presented essentially to Wonder Woman as an example of Ares how wrong is like, look at this person, and he sort of revealed that he was influencing everyone behind the scenes, sort of Loki style, kind of whispering in their ear. He says, "I was giving them plans, I was giving know, them weapon ideas, but then they chose to shit. use them on their own." He's exactly. going behind them and whispering. He's kind of like tipping the scale a little. Did you bit. hear that joke I just made? Though I did it was a you great whispers. joke. I tried to whisper it to you during the movie, but it felt like we were too wrapped up. And then I, I know, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like when you tried to tell me that Ken Lung was in uh, first. Awakens? Force Awakens. And I was so, like, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> probably the most exciting moment of my life. <laughs> um, so he's whispering everything, but he's like, but they chose to do it on their own. Right, he's presenting Dr. Poison, my best friend. Yeah, you're Griffin's best friend. My favorite clear, character. Yondu's second best friend. Yeah. Her mask is melted off. She looks all fucked up. In the up. wind. And he's going like, don't you see? This is an example. And I don't think it's coincidental. And she looks pathetic. She looks, looks pathetic. like, and Wonder Woman pities her. But it's also like a god. What's he doing? He's pitting women against women. That's true. This is what a feminist looks like. This is what a feminist looks like. But nevertheless, she persists and she throws the tag. I'm sorry. This is just my new bit where at any time I think someone is making like a lame attempt to be, you know, whatever, uh, avowedly feminist. I I just say that. Look, we know there is only one true flip about this in this terrible time that we live in. A lot of male feminism is really for show. It's presentation. Yeah, like the kind that we have. Right, exactly. There's only one real... blank checks male feminism. Right. 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 We hate this movie. (laughs) Yeah, shit. And then it's all about how Ghostbusters... I wish the movie was about her killing the female Ghostbusters. I mean, like it. Yeah. Um... 
There's no, only one ahead. real male feminist who you can trust. And who's that? His name is Yandu. He lives in space. That's right. <laughs> so, exactly. Huge feminist. Uh, love Wonder Woman. Uh, great movie. Uh, like Ghostbusters 2. Uh, don't they, like Ghostbusters. No, but it's true. Two. You're right. You pitch back to her and she writes an email to like Bruce Wayne at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. And, I'll and she's say, like, thanks for sending the picture homeboy this was like the one Catch moment on the flip side dog this was almost she does say that. and then she sends a meme it's weird she says smell you later <laughs> and she attaches that gif of the monkey smelling the finger after he stuck yeah, it in and his then, butt and then like yeah. some sunglasses come down and goes, deal with it <laughs> and that's the end of the movie and then chris finds like yandu though yeah and then the, <laughs> the end credit stinger is they team up with Tayson day <laughs> What is this bit? There's actually we saw no end credits bits. Yeah, maybe there. I is don't know one. if they're gonna add one. They weren't in showing it to us because they knew we were gonna podcast. That's right. Yes, they knew we were. We gonna had podcast. to sign a form before the movie saying, "Will you podcast or no?" We were a bunch of bad boys, and we said, "No podcasty." That's not none of that's true. Um, they didn't ask us anything other than to see our backpacks. They said, "Who are you guys? Why don't you shave?" I really, I really need to shave. But. uh the, the point the point here is sure uh in, in the way the the thulis you know perfunctory now i'm a cgi man big battle thing yes kind of i'm a cgi you. man yes, yes i felt like the script was pretty good at being you know it's not incredibly subtle but it's detailed and it's loving and it's very genuine um and the way they deal with the pine relationship is really good in terms of like not really putting the foot on the gas too hard yep the email narration, I thought, was a little too much paprika on the sandwich. Right, right. But her emails. Like, I decided to stay here. But her emails. But her emails. But her emails. She writes this email to Bruce Wayne at the end. She says, like, I've decided to stay here and protect because of humans, because of love. I did it for love. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're like, all right, we get a it. Little and much. she jumps over the She hears an explosion, Paris which rooftops. I think it's supposed to be doomsday or something. Yeah, maybe. And then now she's, she's in the in Wonder Paris. Woman outfit. Yeah. And top of the Louvre and she flies through the air and it's great. And you remember that she's a great, great lady. I love her. It's a nice movie. She's a good hero. I would watch again. Yep. 12 out of 12. Now here's my question for you. Sure. We can't do the box office game. Right. But can you predict what will be the top five movies, of the box office? And we'll see if you're right. Okay. So we're recording this right now on the 24th. Is that correct? 24th of uh, May. Okay. So this is Wednesday, this Friday. This Friday, you've got Pirates of the Caribbean. Salazar's Revenge. Duck Barrel. Olaf Barrel. It's, I saw it. This is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And we also have <laughs> Baywatch colon Salazar's Revenge. <laughs> Um, okay, so I think I think this weekend Pirates will probably be number one, right? Yeah, for sure. Alien Covenant's going to have a big drop off. I think Baywatch will open big, but will drop like yeah, a stone. I think, I think this weekend's box office will probably be Pirates. It's a squirrel. Um, Baywatch, Alien, Guardians, something else, you know? Right. Snatched. I don't know. And then what? Nothing else opens the same day as Wonder Woman, right? As Dub Dubs. Yeah. Did underpants. Oh, it does? You better believe it does. I'm so excited for that movie. You're weird. Okay. Uh, great book series. Great book series. Okay. As long as they're faithful to the source material. Although I will say, when I saw that poster and it says the first epic adventure, I went, ooh, doomed. Anytime someone has given a title to their movie that implies that it's the first one in what's going to be a series, it has been a death knell. What about Pokemon, the first movie? Wow. You're embarrassed. 
Doug's first movie. Doug's first movie. Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Don't remember that one. It's always an overly Yeah, yeah, you're like, really? Yeah, just call it Captain Underpants. Okay, so number one at the box office, I believe, will be Wonder Woman. Hope so. Uh, They've been saying it's tracking at like 75. I think it might be beef up, but we'll see. I'll tell you what I think it's going to make opening weekend. 92. Great. That's my prediction. Good predict. I think the buzz is going to build. Yes. And it's going to open to 92. Number two, probably Pirates. Number two will be Captain Underpants, and it will open to... Oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 35? I'm going to go 39. 39, that's pretty high. Big book series, been around for a long time. Number two, I'm going to say, is going to be Pirates with like... That's number three. Number three, sorry. Yeah. Pirates with like 25. I think even lower. I think 21. That's, I mean, that would be really bad. I think Pirates is only going to open to like 60. That would be really bad. It's supposed to open to like 100. Yeah, but the last one I opened, mean, it is opening Memorial Day, so I guess it has a four-day. Right. Yeah. But, uh... The, the last, last Pirates opened to 90. Yeah, but this one has Salazar in it. So oh, it is. It just right. got owned. I think it's going to open to 60-something. I think second weekend's going to make about 21, 22. And then uh, number... Well, Guardians and Alien will probably still be hanging out. I think out. Baywatch will drop like a stone. Oh, yeah, Baywatch might be in So there. I think Guardians will jump up over Baywatch. Wow. And Guardians Aliens. number four. I think Guardians will be number four. With Maybe like, Baywatch five? Yeah. Yeah. That's my guess. Guardians like 12... 11. Something like that. Baywatch and I guess is something around Baywatch will be making like nine. So there you go. There That's you go. his prediction on prediction the record. On the record. Did you see King Arthur? Didn't. Goose Fabdale? He's, he's, the, yep. Yep. We, we, we got him. We got him. <laughs> they, 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 they got Goose Fabdale. We got him. Uh, Fate of the Furious is still in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, has not made its budget back in America yet. Not that it matters. Doesn't matter. Uh, you've got Boss Baby still hanging around. Beauty and the Beast. Now, you predicted Beauty and the Beast would be top five worldwide, top ten domestic, correct? I did. As of this moment, my my prediction was it would end up at six or seven domestic. It is at number eight, and it seems to stay there. Uh, I don't think that it could. No, it might. You know, it will probably beat Rogue One. Domestically? Maybe not. Rogue One made 532. Yeah. It's at 498. It's possible. I think it's going to tap out at like 510. Probably. But that's a crazy run. Uh, so it'll probably end up seven or eight. Now, worldwide, six. the rollout's been slower, so it's a little hard to tell right now. It just entered the top 10 worldwide last weekend. Yep. But I think it will end up, I thought top five, four or five. I think it will end up being six or seven. I think it'll end up six or seven. I think eight domestic, seven worldwide is my guess of where it ends. It has now made $1.2 billion. It's a lot of money. Uh, worldwide and i tweeted this but i'll say it again because i think it's insane and it bears and repeating. furious have made about the same amount of money bears repeating yep disney now has five of the 10 highest grossing domestic films in history sure and four of those five have come out in the last 18 months alone yeah that's pretty nuts star wars it used to be a big deal when a movie entered Avengers. the top 10 of all time and they've done it with beauty and the beast and then also Rogue One and Finding Dory. Yep. Bad. Successful company. Sure. Congrats to them. Um, burger boards? Uh, went to Schnipper's Quality Kitchen Times Square today, hoping to see some famous did not. I went to Moo Burger where I saw Michael Shannon, the original Burger Report. No more Burger Report. Merchandise Spotlight. 
you can buy Wonder Woman bracelets. I'm going to get them. I assume. I'm going to hide them under my hoodie when I go outside. So if someone shoots me, I can go. What a little creep. <laughs> They'll be like, he got shot in the like arm and then the face. The forearms. <laughs> The, the plastic was ripped to shreds by bullets. Uh, it is 9 p.m. Oh, great. You got to go. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 So thanks for listening to Blank Check. Mm-hmm. We're sorry for the audio quality of this episode and the lack of Ben. Yeah, both might be deal breakers, but, you know, we tried our best. We just wanted to rep our girl, Diana. She rules. This movie rules. It's fun. I can't wait to see it again. Agreed. Do yeah. you know a, do you know can't big, wait to see it again. I can't wait to see it again. Yeah. You know what's a big thought I had during this movie? What? And I think this movie will appeal to a lot of people. Um, yeah. I think many will enjoy it. M- Women-y will enjoy it. I sat there and went like... That was bad. God, I would kill to be like a nine-year-old girl seeing this in the theater right now. This is what a feminist looks like. Nevertheless, Griffin persisted. Thank you very much for listening. Shut Please up. remember to yeah, rate, review. so review. happy the girls have a shop. I didn't say that. You're no, no. extrapolating that from my statement, which wow, was... He's mad, people. <laughs> now he's doing the little smile he does when he's mad, but he doesn't want to admit it. I'm not mad. <laughs> no, he's going to go off and make more tick. Gonna go make more tick. Yep. August 25th, coming to Amazon. That's right. Six episodes more? Five, uh, 10, 15, 20? Don't know if I'm at liberty to say, but you'll see some episodes on Amazon. August 25th. com slash the tick? Slash Yondu? I think it'll be just, if you go onto Amazon.com, they'll take all the other stuff off the website and it'll just be tick. <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually their approach. There's going to be a week where they don't sell anything. Very easy always to find Amazon original yeah. series. It's yeah. always very easy to navigate that website. Right. So it's www for Wonder Woman. Yes. Dot Amazon dot Yondu. Yeah. Shit, we both had the same joke. All right. Fine. Thank you very much for listening. Please Thanks. remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Sure. We'll be back next time with Christopher Nolan. Following, we're starting off the Christopher Nolan. I bought podcast. the Criterion. Oh, I don't have that yet. I bought it. Congratulations. I also bought the Christopher Nolan collection on Blu-ray. Came with this little book. Oh, what a nice little book that does not look worth the added price that the box set probably required. So look, here's Memento. Oh, look, it's a picture of Memento in a book. This book, for the listener home, this book is very small by all metrics. It's about the size of a Thomas the Tank Engine book. <laughs> Even that is ambitious. It, it would it would look like, it looks like a Cheesecake Factory menu. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, We're done. And and the podcast. Big thanks to Lee Montgomery. Oh, yeah. And from the social accounts, Mm -hmm. uh, Pat Reynolds and Joe Bowen for the artwork. Yes. We love you, Ben. Of course. And as always, this is what a feminist looks like. (laughs) Nevertheless, she persisted. The future is female. (laughs) All right. You're done.